0: Hey everyone, before we get into the show, please check out our collaborator, Bubs Naturals. They sell a variety of health and wellness products, including collagen peptides, MCT oil powder, coffee, apple cider vinegar gummies, and other amazing products. Go to bubsnaturals.com and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. I just ordered their apple cider and vinegar gummies, and I'm excited to try them. If you are looking for a high-quality, all-natural health and wellness product, Bub's Naturals is a great option. The company offers a wide variety of items that are designed to improve overall health and well-being. So go check them out, and remember to use our code, DSP20, when you check out. And with that, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. We back Howdy. again. We back. We back. All right. So I'm Spencer. And of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. And then That's we you. have our mental health practitioner of the show, Dom. Hello. Hello. And, and this is the Different Spectrums podcast.
1: We're, we're in it. In. We back again. How, how do you so want to say it real loud now? You can
0: do your thing. Calm the fuck down. Right. Yeah, let her, let her <laughs> do it.
1: <laughs>
2: you can do it. I want him to love me after this. So. Give oh, me okay. a
0: second. All right? Both of you, <laughs> just give me a second. This is a show where we talk about movies, shows, and mental health. So, And we also have some laughs, so don't take us too serious. Also, don't forget to run up those likes. Uh let's all right. So first of all, check out our Link Tree and then check out our Google Drive where there are free apps, worksheets, all that stuff that you can take a look and look at. Um take a a look. Yeah, get heal yourself. Get some healing. Um, (laughs) And if you do check out the Google Drive, please leave us a tip. Uh now it's took a long time to put that together, so we'd appreciate it if you'd, you know, compensate for the time.
1: Don't doubt it. Don't mad me.
0: All right, now you both can get into whatever right now.
2: After you, sir.
1: Doctor. Doctor? Doctor, <laughs>
3: doctor.
2: doctor. <laughs> oh,
1: doctor. I bought a frame for that fucking diploma. That shit was $300, yeah. so.
3: Yeah.
0: Mhm. Nice. Money yeah. well spent.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna look very gorgeous. It's 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 very neurodivergent. So I
0: have my diploma in my closet, in somewhere. <laughs> Don't know where. Don't where. Uh, Don't me. care.
1: <laughs> Introduce some scenes.
0: All right. So today we are taking a look again. This is the third and last part of Ted Lasso, the finale. Just like the show,
1: we never all talk ends.
0: about it again.
1: Yep. Never. <laughs> It's done. (laughs) Fuck
0: those guys. Uh, So, we're going to be taking a look at a total of six scenes today. Six scenes. Yes, I know. It's
1: just never getting Um, cleared.
0: Nope. Might as well not even do this show (laughs) because they'll never see it.
1: Um, The podcast side will, not not YouTube. Podcast will, YouTube won't.
0: Oh, there you go. Uh, So, first scene we're taking a look at is with Jamie's dad. Um, then we're going to be taking a look at Sam rejecting Edwin for the African League. Uh, third scene, we're going to be looking at Roy telling his story about one of his old teammates and a baby. Um, baby. And then uh, fourth scene, Colin um, being accepted by Isaac. Let me look into that. Um, next up, Roy becoming a diamond dog. <laughs> 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 The dog. That's <laughs> like if a dog missed its upper lip. Like, <laughs> didn't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Rebecca telling off the owners and, well, you know, kind of telling them, hey, y'all need to remember that you love this sport. You love it.
2: And stop being dicks. Stop yeah. Stop being a dick. Stop
0: Shout being out a to Man, Quantum Mania. What a lovely movie that was.
1: Yeah. Stop
0: being a dick. He's like, fine. I guess I will
1: <laughs> I got it.
0: Oh, okay. I, somebody just had to tell me that. That's it. Um, so so yeah. So we're gonna be taking a look at all those scenes. We're gonna be talking about so many things.
1: So My many. God, Today's so a long crazy. pod, people. Long pod.
0: Yeah. Long pod. Um here. Anything before we get
1: into the show. Take your bathroom break now. Good Tim. you get it now? Get you a sandwich. You know, start you know, start unloading the groceries, do whatever you got to do, right? You know, start putting the kids to sleep, but do something. You're going to be doing something while listening to this pod. You're not just going to be, this is, this is multi-session, multi-generational pod.
0: This is like the Oppenheimer uh, podcast right now. Yeah, this it's is like going to be a long one. Three and a half hours long for uh-huh.
1: no reason. Yep, I'm going to take a nap halfway through, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to be good. Uh, really excited to get through some of the material here. And then we are, I mean, this with all the love in the world, we're going to play what we call NeuroDivergent Bingo. Yes. Are we?
2: Yep. No. I didn't agree no. to. That.
0: Yeah. Yep, no that's what we're going to do. You didn't say
2: a thing. i tell going to tell you think I I think <laughs> <laughs> you got plenty of time.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're going to fail. You're already anyway, freaking sometimes. out about her assignment. You're I just know. like, well, you're staying on forever. <laughs> yeah,
4: NeuroDivergent <laughs> Bingo.
1: All right. So I'm excited. Let's get into it. Woody Woop. Woo woop. We want
5: Mr. Tart You have a visitor says he's your father
3: Yeah
6: Are you decent? (laughs) I told you (laughs) Rick Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, oh. <laughs> Hey, it's a tough one, lads. Yeah, it's a tough one, but no shame to it, cos, you know, I mean, we only ever be, uh, everybody we play. <laughs> so you pups had no chance. Oh, and there he is, my son. My own flesh and blood. <laughs> Poor Jamie, my son. Now... Maybe I'm thinking he's heart's still in Manchester and that's why he missed that sitter in the first half. Oh. oh, oh. Woo! You absolutely bald it. <laughs> You're balding, what were you thinking? Oh, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding, eh? <laughs> hey, look, uh, do us a favour and get. Them bug past security, they want to go on the pitch, take a few snaps and all that, yeah? Rather I'm not. Yeah, they just want to look around, it'll only take a second. <laughs> I'd rather him not... What what are you not going to old go little moody bitch just because you got your arse set to you on a plate, are you? Don't speak to me like that. Uh-huh. Don't speak to me like that. Uh-huh. Don't speak to uh-huh. me like that. OK, well, let's see if you can hear this. Mm. You know that... ...ickle TV show you made? It just made it easier for Manchester City to kick you to the curb. Look where you are now. Twaddling about with a bunch of amateurs. No offence, no offense. <laughs> 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 huh? Don't turn your back on me, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ah. Oh. <sighs> oh. <sighs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, you can have that one for free. i got not going big time. Hey, mm. let's have it, Jamie. Don't you forget where you came from. Watch the
3: door.
6: <laughs> Oops.
1: Performance. Yeah, The goal, of course, speaks for yourself, yeah, but your tactical discipline. Yeah, they are certainly going to miss you around here.
2: Ah, um, <laughs> Mr. Akufo,
0: I truly enjoyed meeting you. I, and I'm so flattered by your offer. I'm sorry, but my answer is no thank you. I'm, I don't believe my time here at Richmond is over. And, and for that reason, I have to
4: stay. I hope you can understand.
1: You Nigerian motherfucker! Whoa. You Yoruba trash! Who the fuck do you think you are wasting my time? You medium-talent piece of shit! Medium-talent? I will dedicate my life to destroying you, you fucking asshole! You will never play on the Nigerian national team! You understand me, pinky dick? Never! I will buy your childhood home. And I will take a shit in every room, and then I will burn the place down. Yeah, then I will sit there and I'll eat Kenke and I'll poop on the fucking ashes. I promise you this. Eh? Okay. I will never forget this disrespect. Fuck you, Samuel Besaya!
4: me today. Any questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. You, five o'clock shadowhead. Coach Ghent, do you or the organisation condone what Isaac McAdoo did today?
4: What a stupid fucking question. <laughs> of course we don't. What Isaac did was awful. He was lucky he only got a red card. Okay. So why'd he do it? When I was first coming up through Sunderland, there was an old timer on the team, local guy. He and his wife were about to have their first kid. So during training one day, I made a joke that statistically, I was probably the real dad. And the boys fell about laughing, but he went fucking nuts. He battered me properly. Had a black eye, chipped tooth, three broken ribs. I can play for six games. He got booted off the team. And after that, no club would go near him. Then in the summer, after I could breathe again, I bumped into him in a pub and I got the chance to say sorry for my stupid fucking joke. And he got to tell me he and his wife had lost the baby. A month before all that went down. But he hadn't told anyone. kept it all inside. Look, I get that some people think if they buy a ticket, they've got the right to yell whatever abusive shit they want at footballers. But they're not just footballers. They're also people. And none of us know what is going on in each other's lives. So for Isaac to do what he did today, even though it was wrong, I give him love. And as for why he did what he did, That's none of my fucking business. Next question. Yeah, new trend. Uh, Coach, let's talk about Colin Hughes. Yeah, he's a hell of a player and a great man. I think we've underused him. I think you're right. Glad we agree. I prefer you to old trend. (laughs) Next question. to me for years what is it about me that made you think you couldn't tell me
5: no it was nothing to do with you it was about me I was 99% sure that you'd support me but the 1% chance that you wouldn't you scared the shit out of me
4: I thought you did it. Can't keep a secret for shit.
5: I know. know Another reason I didn't tell you. I mean, I hid it from people for years. And the second you find out, I didn't last a month. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, bruv. You're gonna tell everyone now. He knows. And that's enough for me.
1: And no one's going to say shit. I promise.
5: You want to come in?
3: It's yeah, right.
5: Top or bottom, sex positions or sleep arrangements? Sexual positions, unless bunk beds are involved and it's both. Would you ever shag a woman? No, I'm gay. I know, but what have you had to? 1967, Raquel Welch. My man. Who's the fittest guy on the team? I won't tell you, and you'd never guess. Bumble catch? Yes. What about team showers? How does that work? Uh, I keep my head down and I think of global warming.
6: Yeah, but if I had to shower with a bunch of girls all the time, I'd
5: definitely get bonus. <laughs> I love you, boy.
0: <laughs> you can't say it, can you? No.
5: But you know
6: what
4: I do, yeah? <laughs> Can I be a diamond
6: dog? Okay, hold on a second here. Wait, 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 wait.
0: Hmm. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, I assume we're all looking for cameras because we think we're on a prank ship.
4: Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm not fucking around here. Yeah, okay. Uh, damn dogs, mount up. Let's go. <laughs> uh, okay, Mr. Roy Camp, uh, you know, um, bark away, please. For the past year, I have busted my fucking ass trying to change. But apparently I am not done fucking shit, because... I'm still me uh, wait did did you want to be someone else yeah someone better can people change bro, bro. I, I don't think we change, per se, as much as we just learn to accept who we've always been. Mm. Oh, no, I, I think people can change, and yeah, they can. You know, sometimes for the worse, and sometimes for the better. Mm. Not me, I'm still the same fucking idiot I've always been. Mm. Agree to disagree, big guy. No, I mean, come on, man. You just piped up out of nowhere and Finally asked to become a diamond dog. Pretty big change, you ask me, right, fellas? Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Change isn't about
0: trying to be perfect. Perfection sucks. Perfect is boring. I mean, except Shawshank. Mm. That's not boring. Oh, yeah. that's yep. That's true. Yeah, I mean, there are perfect films. Yeah, you know. definitely. Back to
6: the
1: Future. Oh. Jaws. Yes. Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. I would
6: say 100%. Trent's hair is perfect. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean,
0: not at all boring. Sure. You know, attributes, so. Grace Kelly's eyes. The other side of the pillow. Oh. Oh. That is oh, yeah. absolutely perfect. Yeah, there are perfect analogies. Jacket potato, cheese and beans. Oh, yeah. that yeah. sounds perfectly oh. yummy.
4: Yeah. 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 Perfect yeah. foods. Spaghetti bolognese. Billy Jones, The Stranger album. Yeah,
0: that's perfect. Yes, they are perfect works of art. Their Perfection is all around us, everywhere we look. The Mighty Yes. Oh,
2: yeah. I was talking about perfection in people.
6: Human beings never going to be perfect, Roy. The best we can do is to keep asking for help and accepting it when you can. And if you keep on doing that, you'll always be moving towards better.
0: <whistles> Add that right there to our list of perfect stuff.
4: Oh. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Thank you. Anyone else want to go? I've got a girlfriend. Her name is Jade, and she actually is perfect. <laughs> sense to me. I'm in. No problem. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> Rebecca? What do you think?
5: Is this a fucking joke? Excuse me? Just stop it. I mean, how much more money do any of you really need? Why would you ever consider taking something away from people that means so much to them? This isn't a game. Football isn't just a game.
0: England dominating. No surprise.
5: It's one of those amazing things in life that can make you feel shit one moment.
4: Southgate to been looking
0: at his face right now, and we're going have a substitution. AFC Richmond's Jamie Tarp winning his first cap for England. An unforgettable
4: moment, and well-earned. And
5: then, like, it's Christmas morning the next.
4: Tarp wearing 24, the not to his Richmond teammate the
0: spectacular Samuel Bessania.
5: It has the ability to make heroes and villains out of ordinary men. People love this game. My father loved this game. You all used to love this game. I'm sure of it. I knew this little boy, working class, from Richmond. And he loved football so much. He used to sneak into the matches because his family just couldn't afford the tickets. And one afternoon, he finally got caught. And the security guard smacked him round the face, knocked him on the ground. But that little boy stood up, smiled, kicked the security guard in the bollocks and ran away. Never to return. Until 25 years later when he walked in and bought the entire club. And on his first day as owner, he went and found that same security guard and gave him a pay rise without any explanation. Just because we own these teams, doesn't mean they belong to us. And I don't want to be part of something that could possibly destroy this beautiful game. Because I would hate for all those little kids and grown-ups out there to ever lose access to that beautiful, passionate part of themselves.
4: What a lovely speech.
1: Now, who wants to make a lot of money? (laughs) all right and we're back we're back we're back we're live and Dom, how live are we how live are we barely
2: alive
0: okay wow (laughs)
1: well that was sad
0: that just got depressing real quick (laughs) (laughs) which sets up our first scene for the show all right <laughs> well, nice nice transition there uh, so you. we just watched so the up. first scene no 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 we're not doing this we, we gotta get through these uh yeah. first scene jamie tarts dad all right so richmond just lost to manchester And so that was one of the big games where Jamie came back to Manchester after leaving uh, the team or pretty much getting fired from it. Um, Yep. And then uh, we know that Jamie and his dad have very turmoil relationships. Very, yeah, very, very surrounded in turmoil there. Um, Pretty sure he's on drugs slash alcohol possibly. Um, On something and um so jamie's dad comes in gloating about manchester winning especially to the losing team that's pretty ballsy mm-hmm. pretty ballsy um i know for sure that would not fly in the nfl no so being a little nice there um i don't care whose dad it is Still yeah a-
1: no yeah you're not telling gonna- your yeah.
0: ass yeah. um but yeah so then um and then we see the uh, the fight that rings out between Jamie and his dad. Jamie punches his dad in the face um, after Jamie kind of denied him and his friends from going on the pitch. And um, yeah, and then Roy comes over real quick without saying anything, of course, and uh, gives him a big old hug, big old hug,
4: mm. good little squeeze. I'm there for you, son. I'm there for you.
2: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the scene, and then that kind of leads into um, Ted talking about his father to his therapist, that we covered in the last episode.
1: Correct. So, if all anyone wants, it. yeah, part two, which will release the, which been released the week before, uh, check that out. We talk about literally this and uh, Ted's dad issues and the death and the suicide and all that stuff. So, yeah, check that out if you want to.
0: Yes. So uh, what did everyone think when they first saw the scene first go around first go around it's well, down first time I,
2: watched it, I don't remember so <laughs> I don't remember cuz we watched the, we watched we watched the first two seasons in like 4 days so we kind of flew through it I mean, we remember in oh, Duluth.
0: Yeah. oh yeah that's right
2: so it's all kind of a blur so watching it again um it reminded mm-hmm. me What a dick Jamie's dad is and probably one of the driving forces of Jamie doing so well in soccer, either trying to prove something to his dad or because he's so angry at his dad's like, I'm going to prove to you that I can be the best at this thing. I don't remember if they talked about Jamie's dad being super supportive in soccer or him being like, no, you're shit. Why would you do that? Was it that? Was it the second
0: one? I don't think he, I think he just wasn't around, honestly. And Correct. then once he got big, then he came back into his life, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
2: And
1: then okay, his dad got gonna, yeah. mad at him for like passing the ball and not being dominant. And that's when Jamie put on this personality of like dominance, mm-hmm. masculinity. I'm going to murder mm-hmm. everyone. Uh, where he makes reference later on is I used to just love it because my mom just wanted me to be happy. Mm hmm. And then now I don't even play the game anymore. For any, I don't. I was playing it to go against my dad. It's, it's a tough. Jamie's got a lot of shit. Mm-hmm.
2: He's got a lot of shit. Um. So watching that, I could see the disappointment on his face. He was so embarrassed because it's in front of his team, and he probably right. was putting on this whole persona. And having him dad, his dad there, brought him out of that persona. It's like looking at a little boy, and his dad is yelling at him about whatever the fuck he was yelling at at him about. But I really liked that Jamie was able to create that boundary with his dad. It was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm here with my team. I'm not allowing you to invade this space and try to use my celebrity or athletic status to impress your little friends. Um, And his dad for sure deserved that punch in the face. 100% deserved it.
0: And then get thrown to the door by Beard. By Beard.
2: He's like, oh, watch your face. Watch the door there. Yeah. (laughs) Oops. I love Beard. Yep, it's great. So, and with Roy coming up to give him for the swift hug, it made me think, without saying anything, it made me think that um, maybe Roy has his own complication with his dad and some daddy issues. So he's like, I get it. I've been there. He probably is whatever that relationship is. So I was like, wow, Roy, love him. Mm
1: -hmm. He ends up becoming like a secondary parent to Jamie, anyways, in the show. And right
2: in his own way. Oh, 100%.
1: Yeah, I mean, it did.
2: But before that, everything before that.
1: But even before that, Coach Ted was grooming him to start leading the team and mending the fences between those two knuckleheads. and then it was starting to, and then they shipped him off to Man City. Rebecca did. It's a whole different story plot line, but... Right. Uh, Jamie, uh, remember, I think it was maybe a couple episodes in. They're like, yeah, Jamie's a piece of shit. And it goes to Keely. <laughs> like, what does he respond to? She's like, well, blowjobs. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, he's like, anything right. else? Uh, he, she's like, <laughs> positive reinforcement. He's like, oh, I can there do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs> um, I don't need to put his dick in my mouth
1: no, no let's not do that um, I can be the backup <laughs> Yeah, let's play in C um, so and it's funny because he responds to really good positive affirmation in that moment and then he immediately goes against it in the parking lot and freaks the fuck out uh, Jamie because he feels himself like getting soft or used which shows a very complex very traumatized young boy uh, it's intense what about yeah. you, Spence? What about you when you saw the scene?
0: It was a great part because that I think that was kind of, uh, especially Jamie's turning point. Like throughout the season, he was, you know, trying to be different and all that, but his teammates were very reluctant um, in him changing because they were like, was he just like messing with us? And then he'll go back to being his old self. Yeah. Um, i think that like this moment was where everybody knew like oh shit like he's like he's messed up in the head like this is why he's always like kind of like how he is um and i found it just a great moment especially um like you said kind of having like that mentorship or that mentor be right there for him in that moment and i'm glad that he um he actually accepted it and, you know, gave him a hug back instead of kind of just being like, I
1: don't need you, man. I don't need you. I don't yeah. need nobody.
4: Which he,
1: he could have went that way. I actually thought it was going to go that way, and it didn't. Right. Uh, but hey, man, don't touch me like that. Yep. I thought it was going to go that way. And nope. It went into a full-on embrace. And mm-hmm. then a cry. That was a good cry, too
2: i bet if it was someone else it would he would have been like no don't touch me but because roy is such a stoic silent character the fact that he's showing any kind of physical contact and any kind of emotional intelligence must have really impacted jamie and was like this is this is a, this is something that has to happen
0: that, and i would also say yeah. that, that's his hero too growing mm-hmm. up like roy which we was find his, out yeah that was his. Hero.
2: yeah with the poster
0: yeah actually he even said in the first season he was Mm -hmm. like yeah man i have your poster um like i looked up to you and everything and then you're just a dick (laughs) um but you know and then that's kind of the growth between like those two have really shown their own growth instead of roy just being like this old guy who's kind of um who's angry at the younger generation and their Mm. talent and stuff like that. He's actually embracing their talent and making sure, and that's what great coaches are. They're people that can embrace each player and make sure that they are, you know, being tended to in their own different ways, right? Like Jamie, he needs very positive, um, slash. He needs some type of discipline, I think also in his life, but it's like a well-structured discipline, not just yelling at him. Yeah. Um, While, you know, other players kind of just, you can let them kind of be themselves because they know how to kind of set their own boundaries and stuff like that, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they call them players' coaches. Uh, So Roy is a players' coach because he is a player. And you see that trend in athletics these days throughout all sports. They're not just hiring these dudes that have been coaches their entire lives and their dad was. They're wanting to hire players as coaches now. And the players are responding better towards it. And a lot of players are demanding it instead of just hiring some, like, random dude yeah. or in the NFL or NBA center so some random white dude. Like, hey, man, you're going to hire someone that. coaches. you got to mm-hmm. hire players now. That's that's the tr- new trend is player yeah. coaches. Um, I, I was in high school. The... Oh, yeah, I, all
2: ahead. my coaches were, almost all of them, at least all the female coaches, they were um, previous gymnasts. And even like at my high school, they were gymnasts at my high school, so they kind of understood the the mental dynamic that came with gymnastics, really, and was able to walk us through that if we were struggling. Which nine times out of ten we were, because gymnastics is rough. But it was yeah. cool that they were previous athletes because they and they, understood, and they understood they understood
1: the pressure, and you didn't have to explain anything to them because they just knew the benefits of having a player coach or a therapist that was an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, specific things, right? This is a very good uh, visual. I wouldn't even say metaphor because it's legit, just a very literal example of an abusive relationship with a father or parent, or just a legal guardian that is an alcoholic, uh, mm-hmm. or addicted to drugs, or just abusive emotionally, physically. Um, and then also we find out later in episodes, seasons that left his mom super early. And the ma seems to be awesome. So not only did he not have a dad, and then he finally comes back and he uses him. And so you see how grotesque it is. And then he wants his dad to look up, wants his dad to be proud of him. So Jamie changes his entire behavior and motto and life. It's really hard to not want your parents to be the person that you think they are or the person that you want them to be. Most of my clients would be like, Me and Spence talked about this in the last pod. I think uh, love and hate, where you can love them and hate them. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And focusing on the things, the qualities that you do like, and the other ones, you you can hold them accountable and stuff like that. But we always have this image of what we want our parents to look like and what we want ourselves to look like in their eyes. Sometimes it doesn't come true. Sometimes it is what it is, and they're just not good. Sometimes I think we get to it later in here where they talk about acceptance in one of the scenes. Oh, it is. Uh, Kent, uh, the reporter brings it up in the Diamond Dogs. Sometimes it's about accepting those parts of us. Sometimes it's about accepting that, you know, some people are just terrible and it is what it is. You can't change it. And it's not even about you not being enough or too much. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you. Uh, I feel sad for Jamie. I'm glad his story art changed. And he got a lot mm-hmm. of help, support, worked through a lot of his trauma, worked through his mom and dad issues at the end. Still working through his issues with women, but it looks like he's in healthy relationships and wanting love now. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll see if he dates Kaylee. I, I'm i just so glad that they didn't have like a triangle thing and they all both dated her. I thought it was hey, going that way. Let's
0: just split this up <laughs> week by week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you get weekends and I get every other... Wednesday? How do we do this?
0: Look, she's Bibe. I don't think she's Polly. Right? Yeah, I, don't think she's going I know. That route.
1: I was so glad. I knew it was gonna go bad when they were like, "You choose." It's like, yeah, of course she's gonna to choose. dumbasses. Yeah. She's like, I get to choose, and then kicks them out. <laughs> um, Jamie's story arc, I think, will be very relatable to many athletes uh with parent issues, pressure issues performance issues and then they'll get the yips it's funny they'd bring up the yips in this uh, tv series and they're like don't say the word because yeah. it's like a it's like a curse type of thing that you can just catch it um i think a lot of athletes will relate to this uh these characters here i don't believe those those folks are neurodivergent you will see a lot of neurodivergent folks with alcohol and drug issues uh but jamie doesn't show any uh traits of being neurodivergent. show some traits of having a personality disorder. And tons of trauma. Uh, but no neurodivergence. The dad could be neurodivergent. But other than that nothing in those two. We'll get into Roy Kent. In a minute. Alright. Uh, Anything else. On the scene. We could go for a long time on a lot of these things. But we're going to kind of go through them. So yeah let's get to Sam. Okay
0: so. Next thing we watch. Sam. Is rejecting Edwin Akufu. There it is. So yep. I like, how did I write that? Okay. Um, and then uh, so Edwin is like this billionaire, um, <clears throat> and he's from Ghana, um, and. Um, he's bringing uh, like all these different players together to make this African league where it's all these different players from different African countries um, coming together, to play soccer. Right. And so throughout the episode, he's asking Sam, like, Hey, I'll pay you a lot of money if you come to this team. Um, Cause you have a lot of influence slash you're young, talented, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then throughout the whole episode sam's thinking about it being like oh i could actually play with like you know players that look like me players that you know i can actually be at home when i play and things like that instead of being in england um and all that but in the end he finds you know he's like this is the place for me and i'm going to start um putting my roots down in england And then this is where it kind of, you know, he thinks about making his own restaurant stuff that we see in the third season. Um, And so Sam rejects Edwin and Edwin does not take it well. He does not. He doesn't take rejection well. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a little a little out there. Well, out there, I thought maybe he'd be like, okay, bye, see you later. But nope, he freaked the fuck out. Um, <laughs> and, um, tells that he's going to buy his childhood home, mm-hmm. burn it down.
2: No, poop in every room first.
0: Oh, then, poop in every uh, room first, burn it down, and then poop on it again.
2: Poop on the ashes,
0: yeah, on the ashes. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: did not take it well, and uh, yeah, so. <laughs> That's pretty much the I <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know where I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I,
1: I can take the lead here, and then I'll throw it to you, too. Yeah, uh,
0: you go for it.
1: So this one, 100%, I'm using it as a visual for uh, when you set some boundaries. And people are like, okay. Or some people are like, okay. And, no, I reject your boundaries, and we're running right through them. Fuck you. Mm. Um, so those are very toxic individuals that probably don't respect you. Uh, if they have a full on temper tantrum and meltdown like this and you're Sam, you're like, Oh shit. Well, I'm really glad I didn't join your league because you just exposed Mm -hmm. who you were. And I made the best choice in my entire life by avoiding Mm -hmm. you in this conglomerate. Uh, I think this is a very, if we go back and look at the evolution of Sam, he was, he has some big choices to do. I mean, does he join this team? go back to Africa, be with his family, be like one of the pillars of this league, uh, and then be on the Nigerian team. I mean, there was a lot. Go back to the home eating, uh, get away from this white land that he's in. Uh, And then he chooses to maybe let's tie up some of these unfinished business, these loose ends here. Uh, And he Mm -hmm. says, this is when he technically is in love with Rebecca. He says, it's not about Rebecca. Uh, He tells her later in the episode or a couple episodes later. It's like, I did this for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So Sam's story specifically this scene is good for drilling down on what you want, what you need. And then you would say, well, what if I made the wrong choice? Well, maybe you did. But in that exact moment with the data that you had, you made the best choice that you could. You think this is the right one. You do it. If it ends up being the wrong one in a month, a couple days, Then you'll pivot and make a different choice. Well, that's quitting. Is it quitting or is it taking a pivot, realizing that, oh, man, this was terrible. Let me go do something else. Uh, And immediately, beneficence is paid. Sam is like, oh, so you're a legit piece of shit. I'm glad I know now. And now I guarantee you, immediately, all of Sam's anxiety went away. Because you immediately know you made the right choice. Um, That's why I picked this scene. And it's hilarious and i know people are gonna like the reel for this is just gonna fly yeah it's gonna fly yeah
0: uh, i mean you could always t- you could tell he was a dick because first of all he left his hol- his helicopter on the pitch like just left multiple it there. Days. like yeah i'm good i'm gone bye see you later and then he like treated ted like he was an asshole. i don't like how he treated ted he was like i don't need to listen to the white men I'm like all right we got it okay, okay. <laughs> yep so, so you could tell he was going to be a dick No matter what
1: Yep all that money boy uh, Your guys thoughts on the scene Or your thoughts On making choices and then being anxious And then finding out immediately that it was good Or making choices And then thinking that you made the wrong one For like the next five years What did I do
2: I have a little bit of both um, For Sam what's was his Edwin, I just was referring to him as rich guy. It was Sam turning down Edwin. Edwin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a rich bitch. Like, he is so entitled. It was crazy. And he was just, what did he call Sam? Like a, a mediocre footballer. And Sam was like, mediocre. Uh, you man, mediocre piece of fuck. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, just because Sam said no. And he's like, you know what? I want to build my roots here. It's like, it made me think of like when, a girl decides to turn down a guy. Is like, you know, I'm not super interested immediately. You're a bitch. You're a slut. You wasted my time. You're the worst person ever. You're not even that hot. Like, all of these things. Like, But, like, two minutes ago, like, I'm I'm just, this is just not my jam. It's nothing yeah. against you, really. I'm just like, you know, not going to take this further. Don't want to waste your time. It's been a pleasure. And then they're just going off, and it's crazy. And just, they're like... <laughs> Like Sam's reaction was like, okay, I'm glad I ended this sooner rather than later. Like yep. I'm sure many girls or many guys have yep. thought when they reject someone that they're not super to purchase it in. And then they go off because they think they're entitled to this, that, and the third.
1: So You're correct. I've actually also seen it with uh, my students that are applying for jobs and they'll get multiple offers. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to take this job. And they'll legit, the employer will crap on my students. Like, how dare you reject us? Do you know who we are?
2: The employer?
1: Yes, the employers. Because we're talking about these tech industries and they always get their way. We're talking about like these Fortune 500 companies and they always get their way. Yeah. And thus, when we offer a job, how dare you reject us? And some of them have even been so derogatory to so some of the women I work with. was like, why is this because of your partner? Is you don't want to leave your man? And they're like, for one, I'm not going to disclose my relationship. And two, how dare you even assume that it's about my partner in general? Uh, mm-hmm. It is wild on how some of these companies cannot take rejection. Um, like these uh, very used to, very privileged folks are like, what? How dare you say no mm-hmm. to me? So you realize I can say no, right? Um also very common if you get out of the relationships, you talk about just your supervisors and your bosses, and a lot of humans will take on, take on, take on things because we've heard we just started there, so we think we need to do improve ourselves. Imposter syndrome, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm doing way too much shit here. But isn't even in my job description. Then you say no, and everyone every time I advise someone, they said, now they're gonna fire me. I'm like, I can't. They're not gonna fire you because of this. He's like you have no idea. Like they're legit gonna fire me. Um, it's like, whoa, so we need to start looking at some new job stuff because this is sus. Um, it's amazing on how many of these employers are more like Rupert and Edwin. Uh Rupert yeah. is right, the Mannion is the own the ex owner, and then becomes mm-hmm. the owner of Man City? No. Ham. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ham. Yeah, Ham. Um, yeah, it's wild. I've actually had many conversations with women uh, and how they are scared to reject some dudes um, and they will give them the number or whatever and it'll be like legit their number. I'm like, why would you do that? Because I legit don't want to die in a bar. It's like, okay.
2: And sometimes if the guy's like very particular, after you give him the number, they'll check while you're standing there, they'll call. So if you give him the wrong number, they'll be like, why isn't your phone ringing? Give me the wrong number.
1: So so sometimes so you like
2: have to give them your real number, so then I mean you shouldn't have to, but you know, kind of like living. So yep. give them real number, see that it rings, it is your actual number, and then you know, live, laugh, love.
1: Is this what happened with Spence? You had to give him the real number, <laughs>
0: right? Totally better give me them digits.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I haven't been able to escape since. As long I know. As that's right. Blink, 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 blink.
0: Yep, that's right. You're in the room now. <laughs>
2: Think think think. Yeah, Uh,
0: your furniture is looking real good.
1: And Dom, have you have you ever had the experience where someone set a boundary on you?
2: Um, I don't think so. Or like maybe it's. Look at you. We we've talked about it in a sense where like I understand that boundary and of course I'm gonna respect it. Like I'll do whatever you need to make you feel the most comfortable. But I feel like. I try to be as respectful of the people in my life as I can. So if anything, like I'm the one checking in with them, making sure that I'm not doing anything to make them feel a certain way, but nothing stands out to me right now. Cause the people I have in my life, it's just respect all around. So I've never had to worry about it. I can recall one time when I had to set a boundary and it just like wasn't working and the dude kept breaking my boundary. It was, my ex. And I was like, we're done. Please leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like I'm starting to get into a relationship with somebody else. I've moved on. And this was Spencer, obviously, because hello. But I was like, so like, I'm moving on. So you should too. Goodbye. And every now and then he would still like text me or DM me or whatever. And it would give me so much anxiety because I'm like, why won't you just leave me be? And my therapist, she really convinced me, she's like, You need to block him. And I was like, yep. Do I? Like, that's so mean. Nope. And she's like, no, he's breaking your boundary. And I was like, okay, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yep. So I finally did. I blocked his his number. And then I like I have all my social media on private. So I took him off my social media stuff. But then randomly earlier this year, he tried re-following me again. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? So I blocked him on there, no hesitation. I was like, bye. I was like, take it. That's right. Yeah, that's take right. that boundary. <laughs> so once I did it, the, when I blocked his number, I felt really good about it. Cause now at that point I was like, I knew I didn't have to worry about him trying to like call, text me, do whatever bullshit he was on to try and wiggle his way back into my life. So that was the one time I set a boundary and it didn't work.
1: <laughs> so I, hopefully I don't get uh, in trouble by that person. If they know that this exists, uh, I hope but people, people, a... like <laughs> people like that love control. Uh, people like that love control. People like that probably very mad that you got away, and very mad that they they can't uh, manipulate the situation. Very mad that it was you that blocked them. Um, and so they keep trying to infiltrate because they know that people will keep. Well, they'll eventually break their boundaries if you keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Because they're like, "Fuck! I just I'll just give in." And so that's pretty much what that is. Um, is them pushing and pushing and pushing to see if you'll break, if you'll fall. And then you don't, and it pisses them off and thus they become more obsessive. And they can't really move on, even though they're probably with a bunch of other people, but it's still the lack of control that they couldn't dominate a certain person. Uh, So it's like, how dare you set a boundary with me? And so he would be the poor version of Edwin. Uh, Strong attempt. That's the poor Edwin. Uh, That is
3: so funny.
1: Because his temper tantrum would be continuously pushing through and being obsessive and being kind of stalkerish and 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 probably not being a good individual in the first place because they really didn't respect you or what you stood for or your humanity, humanity boundaries any of it and thus they are Edwin um, they are more narcissistic and all about dominance and it's not a relationship at that point so your therapist is right block them move on. Honestly, mm-hmm. out of mind. Uh, yeah,
2: one hundred percent.
1: So if this gets heard, that person probably uh, will be very angry. Uh, so good. hopefully that person we'll doesn't know. hear this. Good, uh, be mad. Uh, well, uh, yes, be mad. But also, people are crazy as shit. So if anything happens, we know what the hell happened. We know who it was. I'm
2: not. A, I'm not worried. He, he's the same height as me. I think I, I can oh, okay. handle
1: it. We're good. All I'm right, right just a making a sure. Me and Spencer <laughs> just talking about it. People crazy these
2: Yeah. Days, no, he's five six. I'll be okay. okay.
0: All right, she's yeah, good
1: yeah uh, spent yeah. um your thoughts and I'm gonna use you uh comedic relief bro did you see <laughs> this going like that at all uh, there's no way you saw him going no. snapping like that.
0: No, I really didn't. I saw him. I thought he would just be like a little angry. I didn't think he would say, I'm going to shit all of your fucking, your, your, your house, childhood home. <laughs> Not even your house, your childhood home in Nigeria. Like,
1: yep. And then yeah. the mannequin thing is what fucked me up. He choked the mannequin yeah, started and started choking it and, then
0: and shit then he on it. it. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I mean,. It's I, I love the fact that Sam said no because, you know, through like in the whole first season was all about him trying to find confidence, um yes, in being who he is and kind of accepting the fact that he's most likely going to be staying at Richmond for a long time. Um so I I find I love that scene because I, I love the fact that he said no to somebody when he wasn't comfortable being there and he didn't just say it to say it um that's a great thing um because a lot of people myself included get stuck in like just being like okay just to do it so that then you know can do it move on whatever um easier and i think you know it's not just about like you know getting ahead or anything like that it's more about just being like okay i gotta do this so i can stay where i am um, and make sure that, you know, like you said, with your, you know, the people you've talked to, it was like, you know, make sure you don't get fired or you don't get them mad and things like that. Or you don't come off as a certain way um, as like aggressive or anything like that. Because um, believe me, my past job I was, was right there want to cut that dude out so much so much um but yeah so i'm i'm really glad for sam and um the fact that he can like make his own restaurant and stuff like that um with his home food um without it you know being taken by white people because that's how it usually goes it's like you know there's the uh god there was a part in atlanta where like um uh what's his face went to a nigerian restaurant with this white mm. woman and then they and then she proceeded to like take the concept of it and then make a food oh, truck yeah. out of it oh jesus right
2: that was yeah. crazy yeah.
1: yeah
0: and so and
2: didn't she do it like right across from like yeah, yeah. So, so she restaurant. bought
0: them out closed that store and then made her own restaurant yeah. um little bit off topic but you know i i love the fact that he could be himself and then he made it like his own thing instead of it you know instead of kind of just being like well i'm stuck in this place i'm going to be miserable all my life or all my career that i'm here in england um he's like you know what i'm going to make sure that people see how great um nigeria is and bring it to them so yep, i love that
1: love bring that. and bring it to them and then also the people that are from nigeria african We'll have a place to make this feel like home that's why it was yeah. devastating when you see his shop get torn down by yeah. racist folks and then again mm-hmm. how he tries to crap on sam edwin comes back in season three and tries to shut his store down and i'm opening up one across the street yeah. um sam's story you're right season one episode one starts out with him Unable uh, to do anything. Wrecked by yeah. anxiety, insecurity, imposter syndrome. And then he yeah. becomes this badass figure. And then mm-hmm. the very last episode, he's on a Nigerian team. Uh, yeah. And, like, he's making all these big goals and stuff like that. So you got Dom over here starting off. To, was scared about the boundaries. Sets the boundaries. Gets the therapist. And then, uh, Dom is our Abasano. Yeah. Yes. There you yep, even them. though the story not Nigerian. Nope. Nope. There are there are Alvassagna. I'll
0: Our go with Caribbean, Nate. Jamaican, babe.
1: Yep. <laughs> she got it.
0: Trinidadian, all of it. There you
1: go. There you go. She's one of them. Uh if folks want a story arc with someone that is deeply afraid and insecure, extremely nice, kind, bubbly, a joy, a ray of light, he he is my favorite character in the show. Um hmm. And if you relate to that, if you're a neurodivergent individual where everyone's like, you're just so awesome, you're just so kind, you're just so good. How are you this good? Sam would be the person that you would relate to the most uh, in this show. If you are the, what we're going to get into next, the quiet, the reserved, the grunty, the lack of well, man of few words, the Roy Kent. We'll get into that. Roy. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where Roy
4: can, Roy can. All right, with
0: that, we will, (laughs) nice segue into our next scene uh, where Roy is telling a story about his old teammate um, that lost his baby. Yeah, devastating. Um, Yes. So this was after, who was it? It was um, Isaac. Isaac. Isaac, yep, Isaac went to the stands um, after a fan said a very derogatory word, another meaning for a gay person or a slur slur. for a gay person, a slur for a gay person. Um, uh, He went up to the stands and pretty much almost punched him in the face, Um, very, uh, what was it, what Was that fight with the Pistons and the Pacers? What was that again?
1: Malice in the Palace?
0: Yeah, Malice in the Palace,
1: almost Malice in the Palace. Yep,
0: less bloodshed there. Uh, and so, uh, Roy actually took to the uh, podium to talk to the press, even though he does not like talking to the press, obviously. Um, and so, um, talks to the press, um and he pretty much gives his full support to isaac um not just not for the action but for the fact that he's defending his teammate um because you don't know what's going on in their lives and so um roy gets into the story um, about his teammate who roy says that he you know was joking around and saying how um his teammates baby is his and um finds out later on after getting the shit kicked out of him um, and the teammates kicked off the team that um, his teammates um, child passed away um, a month before that all happened. And so really makes you open up about how, um, how you don't know what's going on in people's lives and, you know, uh, just because you buy a ticket to like a, a sporting event or anything like that does not give you the right to just blurt out whatever you want like like i said before because pe- there are people and uh you don't know what's going on with them
2: so,
0: how would we like to approach
2: the scene how would we? um i think just piggybacking off oh, of what you said about not knowing what Is going on other people's lives so Mm -hmm. just like the what's the saying like treat people how you want to be treated like keeping it super basic because a lot of times people will put on a front in their day-to-day life that everything's fine everything's cool but back at home they could be going through who knows what so certain things you could say to them could be very triggering like it was for Isaac when that slur was said because him and Colin are best friends they go way back and it looked like he was having a hard time processing that colin was gay not because he was gay but i think because colin didn't tell him isaac just found out so he's like why did he feel like he couldn't tell me blah 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 um i lost my train of thought that's it
1: okay (laughs) completely fine (laughs) i uh it they made it look like isaac was a homophobe They were trying to make it look like that. And I I felt that it wasn't about that. I felt Mm -hmm. because I'm also a therapist. I'm like, now they're not going to do this to this team. They're going to. It's because they were best friends and he didn't tell him and he felt offended. And then when I seen Mm -hmm. him blow up in the stands, I'm like, okay. so either he's taking his rage out on this dude because he is homophobic. I was like, or Isaac himself might be gay because I thought Isaac himself might be gay, too.
2: That's
0: what I thought. Um, yeah. I was like, when he was like, You want to come in? I was like, oh shit, about to go down. <laughs> yep. Like I, I was like on the line.
1: Yeah, I was like, he could have been gay. Um uh, because all the team was like, Who do you think's gay? And they're like, Isaac's probably gay. And then the whole team, and then <laughs> Colin's like, nah no, Doug, I'm 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 the gay one. Um Yeah. It was an intense scene. Mm. Um the 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 fight scene was intense. The speech was magnificent and well done, Mm -hmm. but only a player's coach could do something like that. Or someone with wisdom, with actual experience that had messed up and then had to, you know, say, I'm sorry. And then you end up getting someone else's story. You know, that's a life experience that Roy gave shout out to the writers that do this and shout out to all the writers that are on strike right now and trying to demand better wages so they can actually afford a good living these shows are making millions and millions of dollars, and again paid like twenty grand.
2: Uh, That's so crazy. I had no idea. I think idea. they're
0: coming to an agreement here soon. So good, You're better. Good good I think that I saw that they were coming uh, to an agreement.
1: I thought it was awesome that Ted and all the actors were joining them in the strike the other day. I thought that was pretty cool. They were supposed yeah. to have like a yeah. reunion party, and they skipped it, and they joined them on the picket line. Yeah. Yes. Um. But yeah, man, that story was something else. Uh. I mean Spencer I was just telling you About that parking spot thing We were at Sam's Club Mm -hmm. And Pops was like We were circled A few Five minutes in the parking lot Looking for handicapped spots And someone was going to take it Ahead of us And I could have swooped in But I'm like bro If you swoop in Then they mad at you They could cuss at you Then you're getting mad I said it is what it is Pops We're just But Pops was a little mad Because you know We're going to take another Five minutes to find a spot I said people got guns These days man I ain't taking a chance It's not a big fucking deal We're not hungry Well the groceries Will be there Yeah and then a the spot opened up literally two seconds later on the other side in handicap, and so we were good. And he's like, You're right, man. I said, People are crazy. Just you don't know what someone's going through. Last thing I need to do is make someone think that we took their spot, even though we had it first. Right. I didn't plan on doing this scene. And then and then something happened. Uh someone hit me up and said, Hey man, I fucked up. Uh, You know, a text message late at night. Uh, I didn't. I didn't read it. Read it the next morning because you know I was I was sleeping real late. And I I love that people can text me and they think that I'm a safe person. You know, I get these late texts once a year, twice a year. You know, you know sometimes I don't pay no attention to it, but it's usually some very sketchy stuff. I didn't read it though. I thought it was fine. I just saw the headline on my cell phone, then I read it in the morning. I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, And said, hey, man, I did this horrible thing. I can't believe what I've done. Uh, I think that I'm better off dead. I was like, okay. So that was intense. Uh, I told the individual you call from now on uh, when you're going through something like that. And uh, See, like that dude that got into that fight, right? I mean, you're going through something. And so I talked to this human. You're going through something. You don't just do these violent things. And hurt someone because you're just chilling and vibing. There's something else going on. It wasn't the stimuli that pissed you off that made you react like that. It's a buildup of shit. Also, we're going to take away from alcohol from now on too. That's that's done. That That is completely done. You will not touch that anymore. But this this thing, this underlying insecurity or masculinity or this dominance or whatever is going on need, needs to stop and you need to check it. And you, do, you need to do the same shit that I did. Here's the player coach thing is you're right i i hurt some people uh and you know i was helping making sure that i stood up for other people and one time it was a life-or-death situation and you know beat a kid oh damn near to death uh to make sure that everyone else could run away i sacrificed myself thankfully everything lucked out and nothing happened um and i thought i was a monster after that and it's hard to recover from things like that because you think that you're this horrible person even though you were saving people um I said, you can move forward and try to put yourself in better positions. You can look at this as the end, like you're a piece of shit and you deserve to die, that your family is quote unquote better without you, which is a fucked up thing to say. Um, or you can think of this is a new beginning. This is that chapter's done. Now you're going to move forward to the next chapter. Um, so you got a choice. And I said, you can vow to never put your hands on anyone ever again, like I did. But that would be something you need to promise yourself, not because I told you. And then we can move forward and you can work on some issues and, you know, and do what you got to do. But we need to talk about this last statement. I can give a shit about your anger. Really, really couldn't care. Like Roy said, obviously, I don't condone the shit, but also I'm going to show you love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you love in one of your weakest moments. Uh, but what was this suicidal thing? You know, it's fucked up. You know, people, a lot of us, we get so down and out and we see how people look at us. That's a horrible feeling. I don't think either one of you have ever been in that position where people look at you like you're a monster. Um, that is, like, horrific when people look at you disgusted. And so I could I could see where people would think, what's the point? I fucked everything up. I'm ashamed. Everyone hates me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no. I, yes in the moment I get it but also we can back down, we can recover we can make amends, we can go talk things out, we can apologize we can do better so the next step was is so moms and brothers and sisters nieces, nephews, just all of them would just be better if you just perished Okay, so this would be like Isaac if you actually hurt the guy and then saw how people were disgusted with him and then he would take his own life because you couldn't deal with it Um, Mm -hmm. Or like that dude who lost the baby, right? I'm sure he was suicidal as shit. He lost the Mm -hmm. baby, got kicked off the team. There's probably relationship issues. Hella depressed. (sighs) Folks, there's always a way out. Remember that. Uh, Talk to someone like this human did the other day with me. Talk to someone. Uh, I was thinking about that in the weight pit the other day, and then we just happened to do this scene because I forgot about this scene. Yes. Yes. So, see what happens. These things can get real sad real fast when people you you, you fuck up so bad, you discuss it with yourself and you know you fucked up, but then other people tell you that you messed up. It's it's horrifying. I've been in the position situation pops has many many people in my family have. Uh you're redeemable. All of us are redeemable. If fucking Nate is redeemable in this show, then everyone is redeemable. Uh, and then the person said, but you know, I almost did this horrible thing. I said, I get it, man. I get it. I get it. You did a horrible thing and we will make amends for it. Or you can quit now and you'll forever be known as a piece of shit. Or we can literally start a new tomorrow. It's your choice, brother. So obviously they're making the correct choice, the choice to continue working on some things and following through with therapy like I told them to and getting off the booze. And possibly starting a medication. So. We all got a story. You never know what anyone's going through, man. Uh, this is why I try my best to treat people with kindness. I try not my best. I mean, I try my best to not like get mad at people or take it personal. Or, like you're going outside and someone says something nasty to you. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. Like I could destroy you right now. But also you're probably going through a ton of shit that I have no idea about. So. Mm-hmm. it's interesting the world is interesting man I think uh, Roy dropped a dime right here you just don't know treat it with love that was my spiel I did my best not to give anything away uh, hopefully all of you have someone you could talk to or text at 2-3am when shit hits the fan uh, and if you don't then you need to call a suicide hotline number like me and Spence talked about in the last episode 988 or you need to look in your local emergency things or you need to just call 911. Uh, but there's things that can get you back on course. Uh, you don't want your story to end like the guy that beat Roy Kent or you don't want it to end like Isaac. Isaac did a hell of a recovery and he became or he's still the captain. Uh, remember that, folks. There is ability to recover from your mistakes. All right, I'm done. Uh yeah, that's why I was like, yep, yeah, we got to do this scene, Spence. I was like, fuck, we already got yeah. five. I was like, we got to do this one. Something yeah. literally just happened yesterday where I had to long talk with someone. And then Father Pops mm-hmm. will have a longer talk uh, with that person soon. So, mm-hmm. uh, intense scene. Roy, I don't know about you, Spence. I never thought Roy had any of this in him. I think, yeah,
0: I thought he had it in him. You yes. thought he had it in him? yeah i mean that's why ted kind of in the first season really made sure that he was the guy to talk to players and get like like even when isaac was going through his little um his little rough patch the yips um yeah when he had the yips and so um he made ted made sure that roy uh was the guy to talk to him about it and (sighs) like dude get your shit together let's go like have fun playing soccer stop trying to be all just like calculated and shit just have fun you know and that's why I made him go and play with like the you know people Forgot in the park that. yeah so i think you know i think he always had it him it's just that like he always has a tough time um whether it's because of maybe like dom said with maybe he had you know just confidence issues like with his father maybe he was you know abusive or something like that um maybe that's why four. he's always down on himself yeah. um and stuff like that maybe that's why um but you know um you can always you can always tell even like the quiet ones i got something to say it's just that you know he says it in like one or two words instead of <laughs> full sentences
2: oh he's I- very concise he just starts to the <sighs> point mm-hmm. any of those it's extra just- words
1: It's interesting on how much love. Okay, so neurodivergent bingo. Obviously, folks, he's neurodivergent uh, coded Hmm. in this. I mean, could he just be super reserved and like old school? Yeah, but many of his mannerisms, characteristics, his tightness, his regimented, his explosiveness uh, by that deregulating. Also,
0: also his love for his niece. Fucking loves his niece.
1: Yes, and so that's where I was going with this. So cute. He, he has so much love to give. He, he is this spitting image to me of Colin. Like one of the most loving individuals you'll ever meet and then lights up with his baby girl but will give you nothing but grunts. Colin sent me a picture. He was in the car. They're, they're at the wedding thing for uh, like a, mm-hmm. uh, Heather's family. He sends me a picture. He's in the car at the, the, the weddings at the beach. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm so glad I got the fucking kid. And he sends me a Snapchat of everyone else outside. He's like, I ain't got to do nothing. He just goes back in the car and chills <laughs> with the baby. Oh my God, <laughs> man, fuck these living
4: people! The dream. Yeah, living
1: the dream, man. He's like, man, fuck these people, man.
0: <laughs> that child's just an excuse. <laughs> he doesn't have to do shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, I gotta go check on the baby. Uh, she just completely
1: but... shit her diaper, man. I gotta go. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> yep, he's like, the baby's overheating. <laughs> the baby's not overheating. They were literally out there for five minutes.
0: Well, no. I mean, with that skin,
1: we got it. Yeah, true. They are. True.
0: That's like I told Khan yeah. the other day. White. I just
1: realized that your child was white the other day. He's like, like, what? White is I'm it. like, that child is white. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, SPF. Damn.
1: SPF. <laughs> SPF. That's good. Oven roasted. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but folks. Uh, it doesn't matter what gender, men, and women uh, that I work with, there's gonna be a lot of folks that are very stoic and reserved, very calm, um, that are some people are going to love and they'll love you for the bits and pieces that you show, the expressions that you show and others, it just won't be enough and that's fine. You won't be their cup of tea. Many will love you because since you are so calm, they can rev a little bit higher with emotions and mood and then you would be the grounding force. Uh, that happens a lot with some of my neurodivergent couples. But Roy is packed, and I think you the first time you see it is when he takes his niece he he goes to the, the elementary to play soccer with them all and he's playing with yeah. all the kids and all that That's when you first realize he's a good dude,
0: yeah, of course, and he's always there for his little niece
1: Aww. always or, or what about in the third season when she has really bad breath?
0: Oh yeah, I think that was the second season yeah, second it was the third season. season.
1: Okay, second yeah. season they go no, door to
0: door. Season.
2: That was so funny.
0: Like it's probably not that bad.
1: Oh,
0: <sighs> uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost died.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would assume that she had. A, I think it's called halitosis or or gingivitis. Like she that. had something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was some like like medical thing where she yeah. had to have like a either take a, a prescription mouthwash. or like a special yeah. tooth toothpaste or special mouthwash because
3: yeah yeah.
2: That's not regular like, oh, forgot to brush my teeth. That's like
1: like some of the medicals going
2: on. Yeah, There's a carcass in your mouth.
1: Yeah. I just love how he's so full of love and yet he is willing to also kill you at the same time. Oh, yeah.
2: It's a good combo.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: Something like that.
1: Wonderful description of one version (laughs) of the many versions of Mm NeuroDivergent. One version of the many versions. Um, Isaac also, man a few words. Yeah. Ma- man a few words in the show. And so some could see him as just a very masculine and indi- individual. But with his strength and his stoicism also could be neurodivergent as well. Uh, I also like to see his story arc where him and Colin used to bully Nate. And then now they're like the captains and the loving ones on the team and like super more feminine. Yeah, or it candy.
0: seems like Nate flipped over to, like, the dark side, like, Nate was actually, like, the really angry one, and then Colin and Isaac were just like, calm the fuck down, dude, damn. Actually, he mainly only picked on Colin. He didn't pick on Isaac because, like, he knew Isaac would whip his ass.
1: Correct. Yep, correct.
0: And he knew that uh, Colin was going through something, um, possibly, or, like, he saw, like, weakness in him, um, and he just kept on picking on him, just like how they picked on him in the first season. Yep.
1: Uh, which leads us into technically the next discussion, which is Colin and Isaac. So that's why we yes. kind of ordered it like this uh uh, yeah, so I'll let you kind of speak a little bit more on it. We already kind of touched on it.
0: Yeah, so this is after um so Colin has been um hiding the fact that he's gay um from every pretty much everyone um And then Trent. Just finds him making out like on the street, and it's just like, I know what's going on here. I know. <laughs> I've been, I've been down that way myself, sir.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I likes to <the> show
0: <laughs> Jesus, um, and yeah, so when you find out trans gay and stuff like that, and you're just like, yeah, okay, it's trans, cool, it's cool, dude. Yeah. Um, glad they added him to the Diamond Dogs.
3: Um. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Um. And so, um. Finally, Isaac comes out as gay to his teammates. Um. After um. Isaac fought the dude in the stands, and then um. And then afterwards, Isaac goes to Colin's house, and um. He just kind of tells him how he's feeling, why he was really upset with him. And it wasn't the fact, like we talked about, it wasn't the fact that he was gay. It was more of the fact that um, he just didn't tell him or didn't trust him enough to tell him. Um, And then, of course, Colin explains that, you know, he trusts him. But, you know, there's an off chance that, you know, if he does tell him, he might not react the way that, you know, that he would want him to right yeah um and so great scene and then um afterwards he just invites him in and then they play fifa yeah. it's
1: uh, they go back to being friends and it's just awesome
0: yeah. and you just ask some questions about being gay which i that don't like that's so fair. Funny. yeah
2: that's fair. i mean curiosity
0: yeah, at least he's being open about his. You know, just asking questions. Instead of just being like, I won't, "We we're not going to talk about
1: this. We're not right. going to talk
0: about fuck. You're gay." Like, nah, nigga, what's going on?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> who you think? Who you think the fittest in the club is? And then ever since he said that, bumper catch, like every yeah. time I look at him, I'm like, yeah, I see you with those muscles, Bumpercatch. You catch. got that yeah, I, see hair. You. Yeah, I see. Man, you. I, I see you, baby girl. <laughs> you got something to tell us, man? <laughs> you got to... <laughs> I'm a Sam Abbasanya guy all the way, so
0: it's June, bro. So yeah. It's okay. It's June. It's oh <laughs> June. God. It's my month,
1: boy. <laughs> or how about when the and <laughs> the in the one scene where it's the dog scene, Ted does a little shake like this? I'm like, why are you shaking?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, he <you> said.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I see you shaking the bosoms. Um, but...
0: <laughs> my man Ted, give me a mustache
1: ride. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh Jesus man. Christ. Well, hand to ours. Moving um, on. This is, right since it is Pride Month, I thought it was a wonderful thing to add. It was also a different mm-hmm. story arc as well. Um, many of my students are coming out, uh, whether it become as gay, ace, trans, um, a lot of different things. Is dating someone of a different race, dating someone of a different religion. Um, I have many different things that my kids got to come out to with their parents or family members or friends. It can be real sus. So for Colin not to tell his boy Isaac, to me, I wasn't really mad at it because it makes complete sense. Like you don't fully know unless you withhold because why ruin something? Because as soon as you tell them, now, I mean, it's out. And now it can breathe and it can go any different way. So you control things by withholding. Um, I wasn't mad at Colin. I wasn't mad at Isaac, really, about the way he acted. Uh, afterwards, you realize he was just extremely hurt. Because now Isaac's like, you thought I was a piece of shit. That's what it was.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You thought I was a straight-up piece of shit and a homophobe. And then I was going to hate you. And he's like, no, 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 man. So Some will say that Isaac made it about himself, and but since they're best friends like it, and they spend every moment together and they lift together and they eat together like he has a right to be a little mad. He does. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Not a lot, but he has a right to be a little mad. He's uh, hurt.
0: He's just hurt.
1: Dang. Your best friend was hold something to you? That fucker yeah. Colin held something from me and his wife told me and spilled the beans about a year or so ago and I was like, you piece of shit. You piece of shit. calm. Well, tell was, us off the air. I can tell you now, he was depressed. Uh oh. very depressed and made some suicidal comments that they decided to withhold from me. Um mm-hmm. uh until you know she was like, We need to talk about this. And I was like, Yeah, he ain't brought this shit up. Mm. Uh led to some really good conversations. Um, All yeah, right. we're completely open about things. But a lot of us that are neurodivergent, we get locked in this place of what's the point. Like, this is it. We're just going to go to work and then th- and then that's it. Like, there's nothing else to this. There's no grand thing. I just exist. So for a lot of us, that can be a really weird space to operate in. I think Colin was locked in that space, and I've been locked in that space at times. Uh, it gets repetitive. Yes. could be weird. Uh, no. Before I go further into that stuff, uh dom your thoughts on the scene
2: um i thought why are you so close to your microphone (laughs) um i thought it was really nice i feel like it was a heartfelt moment between two friends um i can definitely tell that isaac was very hurt that colin didn't tell him he was like we're best friends like why didn't you tell me like i don't like it really seemed like Isa was like, what did I do? Like, did I do something wrong? Was I not enough? Was I not doing whatever? And Colin was like, no, you did everything you need to do. Is 100% just like me overthinking what you might say, like being 99% sure you would accept, but there's just the 1% where I was like, mm-hmm. so it was showing how they were both kind of in their heads about each other and maybe some communication earlier on would have been helpful, but it is scary coming out as gay because you never know you never really know how someone's going to react, especially if like the LGBTQ community hasn't really been a part of your guys' conversations and you don't know how that person feels about the LGBTQ community. So yep. for all Colin knew, Isaac could have been like an extreme homophobe and would have, you know, I don't know like, exposed him to everybody, like, outed him to everybody and, like, try to turn him against everybody, and, you know? So I think I understand where both of them were coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed the bonding at the end because it felt like they were, like, innocent little kids, and then Isaacs were like, well, what about this? What about this? And then Collins, well, A, B, C equals X, Y, Z, and Isaac's like, oh, okay, okay. So I thought that was, like, kind of, like, a nice... Um, turn around
1: and end to the scene. If we're being honest, that's how bros bond. So they went back to being best friends. And so, yeah, it might have been a little cringe for some folks. Um, Or maybe they're like, he shouldn't have to explain things. But when it's your best friend, then I feel like your best friend will allow you to ask questions. Uh, Now, if it's a random ass person, then you're not going to answer those questions because that will be disrespectful. Um, But yeah, I think it's quite wonderful. That bonding moment at the end my favorite part neither one of you have mentioned yet but Spence you'll uh, what was your interpretation of the whole scene
0: I mean it, honestly it's nothing you know no loud message here I mean I think it's you know it's great that they were able to bond and you know come closer as friends uh, um, because you know that kind of secret kind of drives a wedge between you um especially when you have to act like you're straight all the time. Gross. It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and then, you know just kind of being like, yeah, women are great. Yeah, she's so hot. Yeah, and then Because he would make those like,
1: comments all the time.
0: Yeah, cuz he, cause he had to. Or else he'd yep. be like the Play the
1: part. um
0: yeah. And so I'm glad he actually got to came out or come out. Um you know, on his own terms, kind of, at least. Yep. Um, or at least to kind of, you know, be like, hey, Isaac's not the gay one. Because um, it was kind of getting there when he I started thought... like crying in the, yep. in the, um, was it the boot? I think it was like the boot uh, closet or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, it was just, it was weird. To... And then you started crying and you're like,
1: I'm sure, Isaac K. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know they were. Yeah, they were alluding really to scene. it.
2: Like they had yep. me fooled. I was like, "Oh, right. snap, Isaac K. Two is easy, yep. you know? Like that's fine, but like right. oh, I didn't see that coming." Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they like to throw some cannon fodder out there to like confuse us, in, the, in it, which is good writing, um, yeah. but you can't just predict everything, right? I think what was really cool is that. Kyle's like, you know I love you, right? And then and then he's like he's like, I know you can't say it. And oh, he's yeah. like, yeah, bruv, but you know I do, right? He's like, yeah, man. And then they just kind of just smile and play games. I'm like, huh?
0: Oh, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> <And> he's gone. <laughs> there it
1: is. Oh, that was a good one there, man. Um because I've been there with some clients, and then they're like, nah, Nazir, I love you, and I'm like, yep, because <laughs> I can't say that to you, babe. See <laughs> yeah.
2: you next week. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> get up, piece of shit. <laughs> um, it's 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 it's, uh, it's it's a vibe. I hope, I hope that many folks will get to see this because. This is not like a thing that doesn't happen in sports. There are many gay folks in sports. There are many gay men in sports. Um, but, right, they don't come out. And then they do come out usually is after they're done because the violence or repercussions that could happen. Some of the folks that have come out during their playing years have been kicked off of teams. They've been isolated and segregated off, right, and and relegated off as a distraction. Um, and they were good players, Uh so, you yeah, right. Colin's got a bunch of different reasons why. Fear of his career, his body, his friends, his family. I mean, it's intense. Uh, hopefully this will help some others, specifically men, come out. Uh, hopefully men find comfort into telling their friends that there's something going on, there's something different. That way they don't have to live with that and have that facade and die with that depression. Um, and then probably become suicidal. Uh, Hopefully they have people that they can tell and that they actually accept them. Um, So, cheers to those who will see this and gain some life from Colin and Isaac's friendship. And yes, the team accepted them and everything, but specifically the best thing was the friendship uh, and the masculinity of Isaac. And yet also both of them can show their femininity and kindness and love. Uh, men have mm-hmm. the ability to show this, and I think we learn that over and over and over throughout this entire season series. Mm-hmm. As that there's no monolith on how men should act and present themselves and show themselves, experience emotions. We learn that specifically through Roy. And that's what we're going to keep putting on is Roy. We learn on how you can have multiple different personalities and still be yourself.
0: Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And with that, then we're going to lead to our second-to-last scene with Roy joining the Diamond Dogs.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: he's
0: got, got a goddamn toy with him. Yep.
1: As Roy is.
2: said, ref.
1: I'm not going to lie. Every time we try to get Colin to say whoop, whoop, he'll literally be like, And that be it. Hey, we'll like, take it. Do you say anything? Uh, we we hey. bought him, I bought him a microphone, and then because he got the microphone, he lowered his volume of his voice to where oh. the microphone couldn't even pick it up. I'm like, you still have to use your normal voice, bro. Five.
0: Okay,
2: <laughs> well vote. <whoa>. Uh <laughs> all
0: right, so um getting into the scene roy has some questions for the diamond dogs and so diamond dogs um it's pretty much um i think it was made up with for ted and uh uh, nate and beard um and then leslie Mm -hmm. and they all come together to talk it's mainly men talking and kind of sharing their feelings and what's kind of going on in their personal life um that and then you know they talk about their dating life as well too
2: get some advice yeah it's all about advice
0: um and so uh now uh roy who has been avoiding being a diamond dog the whole time Mm -hmm. um finally joins because he's like i don't know like I don't want to be myself. How can can anybody change, um, especially for me if I don't want to be themselves? Um, and so yeah, so they kind of have that discussion, and um, especially Leslie. Leslie, one of my favorite characters, one yep. of them, up there, um, talks about how. You can only, you know, change if you keep on, you know, getting advice and taking that advice and then kind of going with it and, you know, progressing through your whole life. Um instead of regressing. Yep. Um uh love the scene because um you know, it's always great to see finally Roy's coming out of his shell and accepting the fact that he is one of the weirdos. <laughs> he's a weirdo like all of them yep. um, just
2: like <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
0: and it's also good seeing Nate back I know Dom hates Nate I don't know as much but
2: once he just like growled a little bit at the end I was like alright alright
1: that I guess cry yeah. when he hugs Ted and just cries <gasps> yeah
2: mm-hmm. ah. yeah that's no. when I accepted him back, and I was like, "All right, since he cried, I guess he's cool."
1: Yeah, but whole, the whole season,
2: season long. I was like, "No, fuck that guy. He's a yeah, I know."
0: The whole time he was trying to get back, she was like, "Fuck him, no, no
2: fuck don't him. let him he back. He loses yet. everything." Yeah, I was so mad. I was like, "No, get away from me!
1: Get away from me! <laughs> you betrayed Ted."
2: Yeah, you betrayed. But at the end, you? I was like, "All right, all right. Maybe he does feel bad. He's like ugly crying. Okay, okay,
1: okay." Real that's, pin- that's enough groveling. And that's why I love this scene, because it has Nate in it. We're going to do a quick diverge. So, Nate, you know, obviously he leaves the team and all that. And the one thing that always sticks in my head, always stuck in my head, is how dare you? You made me feel like I was the best person in the world. That you loved me, Ted. And then I was nothing to you. You didn't even keep the picture that I gave you in your office. Fast forward, when Ted's like super depressed, you see the picture on his bedside so he could see it every night of him and Nate. So he always had that picture. It was even closer to him. It was in his house. Uh, mm-hmm. So Nate misconstrued things and he had some transference which many of you will learn about Is he put a lot of his shit or projected a lot of his stuff onto Ted which really was about his dad. It was always mm-hmm. about his dad. Uh, Nate's dad. Um, Nate's thank God they made him good. Uh... <laughs> His <laughs> revolution of turning the tides and becoming a good partner and and telling Rupert to go screw himself when he tried to get him to cheat on his partner. Thank God that he did that, crazy. man. I was like, And I knew that's where it was going because Rupert's seen joy and happiness. Rupert's seen love. And he's mm-hmm. a monster. And so you want other people to be monsters like you. You want a partner in crime. And so he tried to pollute it. And I think it's a very good teaching point because others that are miserable... They'll make you miserable. Others that are doing bad, that'll make you want to do bad. Because misery mm-hmm. loves company. Sure does. And and Nate, I don't know how many people will do this, uh, but in that moment, Nate said no. Because the one thing that meant the most to him was this person, love. He didn't give a fuck about all this money and coaching. Mm-hmm. He wanted to impress his girl. Uh, mm-hmm. And she didn't take no shit either. I loved her. She was fucking.
0: She's so creepy. She
2: so creepy. Weird. She was fierce. She, she was. She she's had. Like, she was interesting. I she just
0: her. all over the place. She's like, always just so, like passive aggressive for no reason. No reason at all. He's like, yeah. hi. She's like, who's I there? Feel like
2: she was like, she was just like sneaky. He'd be like, oh, like, like, like they would be like together and be like, oh, this is my girlfriend. He turns around and she's not there. Yeah, bro, do you have the feet of a small kitten?
1: Yeah, she would just take it off. And he's like, I swear she was just right there.
2: Yeah, makes him seem like she doesn't exist because whenever he tries to introduce her, she's like, Bye.
1: See, that's the girlfriend I've had. You guys, she just always happens to be gone when you come mm-hmm.
2: over, right? Yeah, every time, huh?
0: You always pointed at a man, so I just <laughs> assumed,
2: <laughs> yeah. No
1: comment. <laughs> it was funny. Don't shut the fuck up. Yeah, no comment.
0: Also. No comment. Um, also, kind of going with that, it's like I love how all these characters just have father issues. Like every single one of them have dad issues. <laughs> every character, yeah. none of them have
1: a positive role model for no. a father, except for Sam.
0: That's
3: oh. oh,
1: and Sam's dad. Oh my god, I love him. And everything he was in, uh, Ag- yeah. I think he's in Agents of Shield too. Is he in Agents of Shield? No, I haven't seen the show, so I I think he was. And then he was in Zoo. Oh God, I love that fucking guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's it's a very uh, there's a theme there, <laughs> all of them. But in at the end, like all of their like the, most of them uh, at least uh, have some type of. Um, Redemption. like reconciliation with their dads, yep. Jamie yep. did because his dad's in like recovery, yep. Um, and so Nate. it looks like maybe Nate too, because yeah, his dad was just like a hard ass, yeah. He was, he was
2: so, so hard on him, like, no wonder homie has anxiety. Oh my lord, and
0: they're spitting at himself in the
2: fucking that room. that was wild like that was the wow. ultimate self-loathing you're the worst do better this is why like Ted doesn't have the photo in the office anymore like like why nobody likes you that was like the yeah. epitome of self-hatred that was crazy and like I Alex, wish hey,
0: I kind of Alex- wish his evilness went a little bit longer in the season yeah because like right away he was kind of like you could see little bits of him coming back to himself Mm -hmm. um like especially with like his whole car thing like he's he was still like that nervous you know like kit man and stuff and so it's like i kind of wish it was like a little bit more so then the turnaround felt like a little better i don't know felt like a little bit more like real life instead of him just kind of being like yeah i'm still kind of me still even though like the end of the season he looked like he was a fucking villain
1: he did (laughs) and yet this next season he's like nervous and anxious around rupert and anxious around other people tries to start his own diamond dogs that went horrific
3: that
2: was
1: was so cringe yeah
2: Oh, so that crutch. hurt me so bad. Yeah. Like, I still gave him, Three but I was like, twice. ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. That hurt, ouch. that
1: hurt. Yep. Yeah. Um. That's why I love Nate in this scene with the Diamond Dogs. He said, I think mm-hmm. we can change. Some, some, some for the worst, and then yeah. some for the better, but we can change. Uh, both of you, before we go further and we dive a little bit more into Nate and then we go back to Roy, do you believe that people can change, Dom?
2: Um, I think I agree more with what Trent said that you kind of accept that you are who you are. Um, I think that maybe like small things you can change about yourself, but I don't know if like those big changes happen later on in life because you've been living the same way for so long. So I I resonated more with what Trent said. So I think that people try to change and they may be able, they may be able to uphold that change for a certain amount of time but at some point you're going to revert back to your bad habits you're just going to have to accept that you are who you are so just let it roll
1: mm-hmm. what about what about you hoss big dog grand salami the Kuba?
0: jesus Jimmy Neutron? Um, i have to agree with leslie more um i think it all depends on the people you're around and then i think that changes because it's like at what point do you say like this is yourself is like when you're a kid is it when you're a grown adult because i've seen adults change who they are um is it when you're 17 is it when you're 18 it's like it's all it's hard to just say like you know this is who you are you cannot change because If you're around certain people and you think and you see them and you go, okay, I really have to take a look at myself and kind of change who I am, I think you can. It's very hard work. And a lot of people don't do it because it's hard work and it's hard to change. Um, But I think you can. Um, it's kind of like, I was just watching, uh, the show, the good place. Um, and they talk about that all the time of just like, uh, are you evil? Like from the get go, can you be good? Yeah. Can people be good and stuff like that? And so it's a really good question. And, um, I personally think that, um, as long as you take advice and you, um, want to take those steps to actually be somebody who you're proud to look at um, in the mirror. I think so. Cause you take a look at Rupert, like he doesn't have people around him that can tell him anything. Uh, cause he's at the top and usually people at the top can't, you know, get advice from other people cause they got to the top. And so you see his downfall um, and then you see others like Jamie, who was on a very negative um like very negative time in his life, Um, but he turned around and now he's, you know, playing football with love and passion. And, you know, he's doing it for the right reasons now. Um, Those are like, you know, obviously fictional versions, but I also think that, you know, in general, I think people can change. It's just it depends on whether you want to change or if you have the right surroundings to actually make that change. And a lot of people don't.
1: But. Spencer that was probably the most uh, Spot on I've agreed with you In a long time on something uh, you, oh, yeah. you articulated everything I was going to say And wanted to say I was actually going to challenge you to be a little shit But these are fictional characters <laughs> uh, yeah. But correct And so other people will say these are fictional characters Fuck you this doesn't happen in real life People don't change people are who they are mm-hmm. But that's Dom is right in some ways. It depends on depends on how you look at it. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a certain amount of acceptance that we need to do. I think that we can change for the worst. We see with Jamie, good, goes bad, back to good. Nate, mm-hmm. really yeah. good, goes bad, back. We see it all the time in these fictional characters and superheroes and villains. We see massive changes. Mm-hmm the question that Spencer said was probably one that no one would have come up with is when do you actually judge the change do you judge it before the frontal lobe has completely formed for men at 26 women at like 21 do you judge it sooner in adolescence uh, when they say your personality is finite at like 15 16 do you judge it when you're old and with more wisdom and experience more traumas more loss when do you judge that you are who you are do you judge it when you're at your lowest points and in, 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 in the drugs and alcohol? Do you judge you can't change when you're in the massive depression? Because if you can't change, then why do you go to therapy? You go to therapy. Some people say you just go to therapy just so someone can be nice to you. Um, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of fucked up shit that people say about therapy. It's for weak people to have someone to be their friend. I also believe change is extremely fucking hard. But at the same time, I also believe that we change literally daily. Our cells, everything about our entire body has changed within a few days, weeks, months, and years. It's all been regenerated. So how can you not change? Literally everything down to the microscopic level has changed and altered in you. When I make either one of you chuckle heads smile, I literally change your neurochemistry. And when you make me smile, neurochemistry is legit changed. As I tell students, if you make me smile throughout the day, someone, one of you shitheads will make me smile. And that will provide me enough joy and energy to get through the next three or four kids that are probably suicidal for the next assault or abuse case. Every once in a while, all I need is this quick little laugh. You give me a glimmer, can power me for at least two, three hours. And people bring me joy and happiness all the time, and it lasts for a long time. And then sometimes I don't get that joy, and then, you know, it's a rough couple weeks. But I tell people, if you can make me smile, or even friends or family, you probably just save 10 lives. You understand that kid? They'll look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? You understand you just made me smile today. It's the hardest I laughed in a long time. You probably just saved at least 10 lives. And a lot of kids would be fucked up by that. Like, Jesus. I said, you don't understand the impact that you can have and how it can change someone's life. Or others' lives. And yet, people tend to always be who they are. So I was talking to a, uh, a couple. One individual that's married. And I said, you know what? You're going to do this thing. Your partner's gotten healthy. We'll see what happens. And if you get divorced, you get divorced. But things seem to be trending in the right direction. They agreed. said, Nazir, what do you think we'll do? So I said, if I'm being honest, I'm worried like your father. I don't think this will be good. I don't want you to suffer. I don't want your future children to suffer. And so I think I'll end a, a, a termination of the marriage. And he said, well, that sucks. I'm just being honest with you. You want an honest answer. And so I'm shooting an honest answer. I'm not your therapist right now. I'm just telling you what I predict. Um, but could it work out? Yes. If they work on their shit, continue to seek therapy, possibly medication to help them regulate some things. You work on your communication. Both of you get couples therapy together with a good therapist. And you are actually honest in couples therapy and actually speak up, you little turd. <laughs> Because my person doesn't want to speak up because if they do speak up in couples therapy, they will be berated with violence when they go home. Uh, emotional and, and, and mental violence. I have the male that's a good person. The other person is probably a good person, too. They're just going through some stuff. Um, And so we ended the conversation. I said, you know, there's this old saying that zebras don't change their stripes. And he cracked up. I never heard this saying. I'm like, okay. I said, also, you can put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. He said, I never heard that one either. I said, yeah, pig, you know, maybe you like smelling shit and kissing pigs, but I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I smell like shit enough. <laughs> or...
3: Oh,
1: boy. <laughs> he cracked up. Uh, uh, I, love, I love certain students, man, where they don't know any of these metaphors or analogies of funny things. They're just like, what the fuck? Did you come up with that? I'm like, yes, I came up with this. I'm a genius, yes.
0: Thank Number you. one, right here.
1: Number one. I came up with so many songs, too, that you probably don't even know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of I Believe I Can Fly?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. The one song.
1: <laughs> I couldn't think of nothing. <laughs> on. No. The one song. <laughs> Baby, I'm back. That's the only other thing I can think of. <laughs> um, so, um, it's fucked up that I say that people can change, and I said that Spencer said, and yet I still said... Severs don't change their stripes. Uh, I don't have an answer for this one. I asked you two to see Mm. what you thought. I don't have an answer. I believe that Mm. people can change for good and bad. And I also know that it's extremely fucking hard and that a lot of people don't. Do I believe it can be done? Short answer? Yes. Mm. Do I believe that people will choose to? Oh, (laughs) no. I do hope the person that I talked to the other day chooses to change for them, right. their family, and their future children. Will they? Statistically, I think they will. Uh, but we'll see. Me and Pops we've got to take care of some stuff, see what happens. Uh-huh. Maybe we can beat the shit out of them <laughs> in a good way.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's <laughs> not a client, a so I
1: can, a backup, not a client. A I can do whatever they want. Yeah. We're going to play mm-hmm. bad cop, bad cop.
2: Bad cop, worst cop. Bad taser, cop. taser. That's Yeah, what like we're going to play
1: bad it. cop, disabled cop.
2: Oh, my. God. All right.
0: Moving on. Moving on. Last scene. Yeah, last, last
3: scene. 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 <laughs> on, he's
4: going to be like, you son of a bitch.
0: Yeah, I'll get you eventually. <laughs> I'll
4: um,
1: get there. Jesus. All right. <laughs> you just made a disabled cop. Okay, listen. <laughs> Last yep. one. Take it away. All right.
0: So this is, um, okay. So Edwin's back. First yeah. season. He's back. And, um, he's, uh, trying to get all of the league owners to, um, make one big league and cut out all like the small teams. Um, so that then they all get the money. They all get the power, blah, 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 blah. Ooh. Um, you know, greedy motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and so um, Rebecca, oh, Jesus Rebecca is in the room with her ex, Rupert, who's the owner of Ham. And um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oink, oink. Um, <laughs> so um, in this scene, um, Edwin's trying to get them to sign into the league. And uh, Rebecca just, doesn't want to be part of that because she wants to make sure that the fans uh get you know first they get first bid and it's all about them. It's not about uh the owners or getting money it's all about you know having that joy of watching um their team play and so she goes into a story about Rupert and how um how he came to be the owner pretty much of that team and um yeah, how he's just a little boy who got smacked around by a security guard uh, who's because he snuck into the game. It's um, Tuesday night. And then came back 25 years later to buy the team and actually gave a raise to the security guard. Um, and then, of course, after she made her speech, um, all the owners rejected the um, the agreement and <laughs> Edwin – yeah, Edwin <laughs> – I was like what was his name again? uh pretty much had another meltdown and threw food all over them so yeah
2: that's temper tantrums. that's not cute no.
1: No. he deregulates <laughs> so bad jesus so fast. christ
2: because he's so, entitled so it's like you're telling me no that's crazy yeah. so,
0: <laughs> so entitled. she said is this a fucking joke his was... eyes just went
2: i loved what? that we love a powerful woman that there was a go. moment. She was the moment. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, she is everything. Dad.
2: I know you think so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she. I just feel like Danny Rojas. Football is life. Rebecca is life. <laughs>
2: Danny Ross.
1: Dan, Rojas. Rojas. Danny Ross. Rojas. 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 I said.
4: <laughs> I, I
0: think that was Adam you, Sandler's name in Fifty First
4: Dates.
1: <laughs> Bro. Um, yeah, those eyes. And you know, here's what fucks me up about Edwin is that he was yes. the dumb cop in New Girl, like the the oh, idiot yeah. that yeah. couldn't do anything. Isn't
3: that crazy?
1: He plays an idiot in almost every show he's ever been in, a complete buffoon, and yet he, it's so it's so hard for me to take him serious. Um I just thought I'd bring that up.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, but- he had a, there was an episode with Conan, um, Conan O'Brien, the late night show host. He um, he did like all of these, he went to all of these different countries and he actually went to Africa with him and they, um, I think yeah so they got to see where like um like the first um like slave ships and things like that came about um and all that stuff it was actually a really great episode with him um and then then he talked about like his african roots and things like that so if you can check it out check out that episode of conan travels or some shit like that um it was actually really cool so yeah he actually did a he actually did episode in japan or no it was korea with the um the dude from The Walking Dead. I forgot what his name was.
2: Oh, Stephen Wynn.
0: Yeah, Stephen Wynn. from Beef mm-hmm. too. Okay. So, so there you go. That was really cool too. So beef <laughs> you're
3: gonna
1: funny. have a straight panic st- first episode. You're having a straight it's, panic it's, attack, first episode. It's straight
0: just fucking stupid, like all out there shit. And I'm like all right. It's
3: intense.
1: intense. First episode <laughs> is like legit anxiety. Though. It's fine. Yeah.
0: all right so back to the scene um what do we think of this what do we think what do we think
2: what a power move like such a power move, especially because um i think she was unsure if she wanted to go in the first place yep. whether it's because she was the only woman there or because she was like, yep. I don't know if I want to support this elite team. Like, that sounds so stupid. But I think she decided to go because she was like, I need to say my piece to try and convince these people to not sign this deal. She was like, we care about the, the fans are the reason why we're in our position. They're the reason why we have all this money who are supporting mm-hmm. our teams. And I really liked her line of just because we own the teams doesn't mean – we control them or just because we control the team doesn't mean we own them something like that it was really yep. good i can't remember what it was but i thought it was really i thought it was really great and i kind of wish you kind of kept the um part where she rejects rupert because he needed that he needed that schooling he really needed that <laughs> you think you can do huh. this no but I could put Yeah, it in. I thought she did a really great job advocating for the fans and I agree. I love how she's like, this is a fucking joke. Are you kidding me? What do you think this is? I thought she did great and she really touched Rupert when she reminded him of when he was a kid and he really liked football and he really wanted to go see these games, but he couldn't afford it. And so if they do this elite team, they're going to lose so many fans won't be able to actually go to the games. And I was like... Yeah, Rebecca let him know and then she got food thrown on her so to me that's why we don't ever say shit. Yeah. when Roy was trying to write that note to Keely yeah. his handwriting atrocious
0: it's not good no
2: <laughs> it was yep. so bad I love him but I was like wow that handwriting was mm-hmm.
1: another sign that he's neurodivergent or has a learning disability when you see poor handwriting like that or handwriting like mine Means learning disability, also a really good sign someone could be neurodivergent. Well, he also,
2: oh, like, I just thought some, people, some people just have bad handwriting. I just think some people just have bad handwriting.
1: If they have handwriting that's very bad, you should start to think of a learning disability. Just well, as I mean, a heads up. He out. also,
0: like, said he hated school and, like, you know. Yeah, if you had you a
1: learning know. disability, I'm sure you did.
0: Well, I mean, you know, soccer was like his thing. Like when you play soccer in Europe, like you, like you go oh when you're like 15 or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, um, like you're a pro at that age. Um, yeah. And then so it's like, why well, I don't need to go back to school? I'm doing this shit.
1: Yeah.
2: One of my uh, friends learned disability for handwriting. Amazing. Sure. It is.
1: <laughs> Maybe both of yours are so bad that you think that hers is good.
2: No, I have good handwriting, so
0: <laughs> don't you disrespect your handwriting? Really.
2: I tried to right gaslight
1: now. you. She's like, maybe it is yeah. bad. Maybe you're so delusional. No, no. I
2: know my handwriting's good. Nice
0: uh-huh. you yeah. gaslighting. I'll take that away
1: from you.
2: No, you yeah. won't. I've always had this. Okay. Next. Yeah. Bless
3: you.
1: Thank you. Um. Obviously, Rebecca is awesome in this speech. Uh, I will add in the part where she curves him. It just got in the way because Nate was there. Nate the Great, yep, the Wonder Kid. Uh, Wonder Kid. I think it was awesome for Edwin to get rejected again. I think that she wanted to actually to see if the league would go, and then she thought that hell no, what am I doing? You know, I talk to people, and a lot of of people I know they don't like sports. They're just like, oh man, this shit's a cult, and I don't know why would anyone like this, and all this competition so bad for people like, you realize this gives people life. Like, when football season yeah. is going and basketball season is going, it gives me something to do and something to watch. With, if I don't play fantasy football with the boys, like last year I didn't do it because I was so busy, this, the year was much more boring and depressing. I'm not going to lie. These fandoms allow us and rejuvenate us and give us something to live for. And when mm-hmm. you have a shitty owner... Like the clippers did that was also a racist or like the Suns did yeah. like washington yeah. does that's a uh, uh, sexual misconduct and assault and workplace issues and racial issues it perseverates mm-hmm. through the entire organization and into the city into the community it is like a curse yeah when you look at the lions that were well this will be controversial uh, but people like me think they were cursed by Henry Ford because of many of his racial issues that he perpetuated and how there was many things that a certain German thought that Henry Ford was one a very intelligent man and had his picture on the wall, uh, Hitler, and took a lot of his eugenics. Yeah. Certain German man.
0: Um, now my Bronco is not going to work. Thanks. Thanks a yeah. lot. Uh, just breaks I, down. Just be like,
1: Damn yeah, I'm telling you, I, I've always had the feeling that we were cursed because of uh, Henry Ford. But, uh, you know. But then you
0: want to, wait a minute. Hold on a second. You can't say that because then you also won championships for the NBA and shit.
1: That was the Pistons. Different owner. Uh, here we, go. Here we're here we here go. We're talking about it's owners. We're talking about owners. It's still
0: Detroit, bro. Still Detroit. We're,
1: we're talking about owners, though. The Alliance owner cursed. Uh, now it's under to right, new owners. So we're talking about owners and how it can perseverate through a thing. Rupert, his personality <laughs> perseverated through everything. Terrible human. Right. Terrible human. Um, I love... Oh, I, FYI, Rupert used to be good, and then he changed to bad. I wonder what the hell made him change to bad. Was it just greed and the money in women?
0: Probably. That's usually how it goes.
2: That adds up.
0: Yeah, I mean, because even Rebecca, like in the early season, talked about how like he would be kind of controlling about like what she wore and stuff like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so I think that's that's usually the. You know the thing is like when you get greed then it's like your whole personality changes and then you know starts like bad cycles over and over again um but he's getting older so i think that's why you could kind of see him getting like softer a little bit especially when he's like um around rebecca and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. especially now um and then he has like a kid and then all that shit, and then you're like what the hell dude
2: it could also yeah. be some regret, because like seeing that him Rebecca are done. She's doing great. She's doing big mm-hmm. things. Like, well, shit, mess true. that up. And then also not being in charge of Rebecca's team anymore. And so he's like, man, I messed up twice. Like, look at them now. Look at Richmond. They're killing the game. What the, the, the heck?
1: And they were. And when he left, they were the epitome of mediocrity. Um,
3: yeah.
1: And so that's interesting too. But they made Ruber to just be horrific, the way he po- pushed that coach at the end, where he got yeah. in, in trouble or indicted for sexual assault charges and he's losing the team. Like, they made mm-hmm. him to be pretty much the Washington Redskins owner, Dan Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, they made him be, I don't even remember that guy's name for the Clippers, but they turned him into that guy from the Clippers.
0: Wasn't it like Donald something?
1: Yeah. Sterling? Don Sterling? Was it Donald Sterling? Yeah, I think it yeah. was. okay. Yeah, Uh, the Suns owner also uh, bad. There's there's a lot of bad owners out there. I remember the owner for the women's team for Atlanta, and the women were like, Mm -hmm. "Nah, you're getting out of here." She was a mayor too in that town, I think, or an elected official. She ended up losing her government job because everyone voted Mm -hmm. against her in the next race. Wow, intense, crazy. Uh, sports can are I powerful.
0: Say
1: Go ahead. Oh boy,
0: can I say something before we like, especially with down Sterling? That shit pissed me off really bad because not only did he not like he he had to sell his team, but also he got like billions of dollars for the billions, team, right? So he gets rewarded for his remarks and the things that he said, and all that. And they're like, oh, well, he's not an owner anymore. It's like. He's still a billionaire. Why do I give a shit that he owns the Clippers? I didn't even know he was the owner in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. So that's just my little rant, I guess, about it because it's just like it's bullshit that you know we're like, oh well, he's out of the he's out of the NBA. So what? He got billions of dollars from
1: for something that, that he one had little thing, couple million. He had a couple million in it. Well, by a couple million, like by two, three hundred million. Forty yeah. million, and then he got like I think uh, anywhere from three to four billion. Uh, yeah, same you're thing with, with Daniel. Yeah, and then same thing you're with the Reds, uh, the Washington Commanders owner. He's yeah. going to get tore off, and he is legit a terrible person. Uh, yeah, but well, they can't just strip him of the a team, sure, yeah. I guess. And so they're going to get money. The good thing is, I guess, everyone in the organization moving forward will be in a better situation. But you're right; he right. will get paid. Where everyone else will lose money but these owners they get money yeah
0: yeah and that's kind of the problem too is like i wish they had some type of clause that they have for players that if you act a certain way then you have to get rid of your team and you don't get paid correct mm. like yep. same thing with like john Morant. like he has a you know, he probably has clause. some clause in there. Yep, they all Kanye do. West had a clause to being like, hey, you can't say all this crazy shit or else we can get rid of you. And so I think the same thing should be going towards owners of teams because it's Could ridiculous. Well. They get to do all this shit and then they get paid
1: for it. Now, I have no I, idea. Yeah, I agree with that That's statement. Uh, like Rupert, he loses his team, but what they don't tell you is that he loses his team, probably has to sell it and gets tore off.
2: Yeah.
0: And he probably, like, you know, loses money in, like, a divorce and shit like that. But at the same yeah. time, he's still getting money. Like... Still getting
1: money, yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting things. Uh, Nate, I thought, was Nate and Leslie. neurodivergent divergent bingo. I mean that with love. Leslie, obviously, mm-hmm. because the way he acts, the anxiety, the Tourette's that he has, um, mm-hmm. the inability to speak and perseverate, stutters and sammers under his breath a lot kind of poor eye contact also one of the most loving souls that there is um, and sees the goodness in everyone and everyone kind of goes to his house to eat boy if i could be someone in that story i would love to be fucking leslie i would die happy being that man in that show uh, mm-hmm. a wonderful partner that loves him they're both odd as shit then everyone just comes to the house to eat oh my god there's literally If I was to have a goal and a dream or my November, which we did a podcast a long time ago, it would Mm -hmm. be fucking Leslie. It would not be the money or the sports player and all that. Like all the players coming to the crib to eat. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That (laughs) feels good. I'm just full thinking about it. I need to take two antacids thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, and then, so he, I'm telling you. And then the neurodivergent part of Nate. Boy, he was so he, he was so anxious or OCD, he couldn't even talk. No. Couldn't even talk. Uh, and so I run into his social anxiety was so bad. His phobias were so bad. His inability to have any conversation or reciprocity was literally impossible. And he was a genius. He was this magnificent mind, and he plays the violin. And so there's all these gifts that he has. Part of being neurodivergent, usually very gifted, highly intelligent, can see things very visually. You're very different in other ways. Leslie also gifted with an instrument, highly intelligent person. Also does keep a lot of things in, but also very vulnerable as well. Being neurodivergent is multi-layered, multifaceted. It is not just one thing. It's not just Roy Kent. It is not just Jamie just being an idiot and drinking himself into a stupor. Um, and lastly. Ted thinks different, doesn't t- get too close to people, everyone loves him. thinks in metaphors, thinks of movie quotes, thinks of song quotes. Ain't no neurotypical people talking like him and just quoting random shit. And as Spencer brought to my attention, obviously Beard is, an avid reader, doesn't say much, and when he does say shit, it's just random as fuck. Yeah. Also, if him and Ted are best friends, they're both probably neurodivergent together.
0: Yeah, they both were kind of losers on the not losers, but they were you know on the like third string like kickers on their football yeah. team. Oh,
2: that's right. Until
0: they came. Yeah.
2: Ah, uh, bonding. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I just thought it would be cool to play a little Neurodivergent Bingo. Um, I saw in some mm-hmm. dude's Instagram post the other day. He said, "You love everything about me, and I'm different." It's the, tism. It's the and, tism. And people just don't want to admit it that the different things that you enjoy about me are related to some other things. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, that person actually will be joining our podcast uh, relatively soon. Ooh. So the Rebecca scene. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her ability to it's control really the terrible. room, to visualize them being smaller, to speak her truth. Magnificent magnificent uh i sadly in the real world though i think all of them would choose the money um yeah. yep i think they would all choose the money especially in america there's really not like a, a league system like europe where everything's embedded in these small towns and communities europe it's like i showed you that lofton fc team they like that mm-hmm. place is literally part of the houses
0: uh right
1: It's not how it is in America, right? We don't even... If our team sucks, we don't even go to the games. Um, No. Some of the attendance for the NBA is like 30%. just interesting to think about uh, Europe versus here, the culture of athletics. I love everything about this show. Uh, I even love the third season, and some people won't like that I said that, but I even love the third season.
2: It was great. Yeah. Yep.
0: I thought they ended it very well. And mm-hmm. uh you can't end it any other way, honestly, because it's like there's you have to get closure. Um, and I felt like we got that with everybody. Um Everywhere. and whether they do like, you know, spin offs we'll say probably will. Um because like I said, made too much money. Um it's like at least we have characters that we can go by, or maybe we just get a new batch of characters that we can really like. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see.
2: I think also it also was like just like a stop while you were ahead because there's so many shows where like yeah. the first two, three, four seasons are great, and then you get a season eight and you're like oh, okay. Yep. All right, all right. So I feel like yes, I'd love another season, but I also understand that like they ended it the best way that they could with three seasons and it's nice, crisp, clean. All right.
1: Well done.
0: Yep. And also British shows, like they end like one or two seasons. Like that's yep. usually how they go. Like, they don't do, like, six seasons, usually. They do, like, one or two. If you do more than two or three, you're, like, franchise. Like, they're just keeping it going.
1: Yeah. In America, it's always seven seasons in a movie. Isn't that what they always said in Community? Seven seasons in a movie.
0: Or is it six seasons in a movie? I think it's six six seasons. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he said he only wanted to do a few seasons on it. Uh, and mm-hmm. this was the story that he wanted to tell, and he told his story, mm-hmm. uh, and he did it well, along with that cast and crew. And I, uh, I love that there's a lot of neurodivergent, OCD, anxious characters. I love the mental health. love the awareness. This show, as many people have commented on our podcast, mm-hmm. has saved lives. Has normalized anxiety, panic attacks, daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> we all got a little bit in there. <laughs>
0: uh, I also I, love the fact that this show just came together from Jason Sudeikis doing a character for like the World Cup or some shit like that. Like it was just a character they made up and then they just did a show it. off of it.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It was, I've recommended this to many therapists to watch now uh, since I've seen it. And I recommend it to clients to watch because uh, I think it's a must. I see a lot of people on Twitter saying this will go down as one of the greatest sports franchises in history. Why don't you
2: tell them who,
0: uh, who told you about the show?
1: Ooh, I love them? when you get the mic close oh, to your yeah. mouth. It's all, like, yeah, it's the Hey, calm
2: down. He's mine. He's
0: <laughs> like fucking cat in heat. You, you mm-hmm. remind me of that cat in, like, Feifel Goes West. <laughs> I'll send you the clip. It's so funny. You remind me of that fucking cat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, why don't you tell him who fucking told you all about uh, Tit Lasso and took you about like forty fucking years?
1: For I know it was. It. it was. it was Jack Skabopoulos.
0: Yeah, Skabopolis.
2: Skabopolis. Don't you forget it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: he's a man. <laughs>
2: Well, you also told me to watch it, babe. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. I tell people to watch things and I'm good. good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, to be fair, everything that Spencer has told me to watch, I have gotten to, and we have done a pot on.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see the time frame, especially when it's like, you know, I have to compete with beef. And I'm like, beef, motherfucker. Really? Yeah, beef. Ted Lasso, beef. Come on. Beef. Ted Lasso. Every beef. time.
1: I had to I had to get beef in there.
0: I'm so angry. Mm. We got it.
1: All right. He's like, How uh, dare you show emotions? That's
0: right. All right.
1: Uh, we did it. I think we
0: Oh wait, before that, before we do that. Favorite characters. Let's say favorite characters. Uh-huh. Number one. You can only pick one. Yep. That's right i'm I'll doing nope. this no pick up you go first
2: you go first someone else go first i don't know i to <laughs> think about it i want to choose right
0: okay fine i'll go roy i'm a big roy fan even though he has times where he fucks up he always takes responsibility for it and his growth um being just like an old player grump old grumpy player um now he's like the coach, and um, you know he's showing he's actually giving people um, like time to actually get to know him instead of just being like Ugh, fuck. So I'll yep. say Roy, my favorite character.
1: Uh, I already said who I would want to be. I think I would die happy being uh, Leslie, um, but there's something down. something about Sam. And his voice thing. and his articulation oh, his is goddamn monologue. I'm telling you, man, Sam. It's it's Sam all the way. It's I am very gay for Sam.
3: Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I gathered that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I gathered that.
3: Fair enough.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to say Roy because you said Roy. I'm gonna pick someone else. <laughs> I wanna be different. So Spectre. I think the next one, especially within the last couple seasons, would have to be Jamie for me. I like, I really liked his character development. He's hot as I shit. Liked the bond he created. It's hot as shit. He's just yes. hot as fuck. Yes, yes, yes. Can't confirm Oh my land, um, my pampas
0: Always turns into a black woman. Southern woman. Mm-hmm.
3: That was a white I mean, southern same. woman.
2: Mm. That was black. That
0: was black. That was black as hell.
2: Mm-hmm. But I also no. like his, relationship, his relationship with Roy, I really enjoyed yeah. that, and yeah. yeah, I just thought he was yeah. he was cool. Like the the last couple of seasons, the first season he was such a he dick. Was. I was like, get he was. out of here!
3: But he then he really grew
2: boy. on me. Like he really grew
0: on me. Anyone have like a least favorite character? At all, like, not Rupert. You can't say Rupert. That's just, that's easy, yeah. right? You can't do that. Honestly, kind of Keely for me, she kind of yeah. took a step back. Like, don't get me wrong. I like her personality and stuff like that, but she hasn't really, like, I don't know. She hasn't really changed much. Like, she's always I think, kind of the same person, which is fine, but she's kind of, meh. It's like, I think
1: a lot I of people actually, that, I think people I think were we actually, resist they complained about her story arc because they said, what was her story about? She never got to really evolve and she kind of got poo-pooed on. Um, Yeah. Uh, A lot of people complained about her story arc and the way the writers uh, did her and then they gave her a little bit of a happy ending where she got her own company. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think they kind of did it dirty, her character.
2: I think they kind of needed her, at least like her personality to kind of stay the same because she was the, one of the few people who could like get through to Roy and get through to Jamie, so I really mm-hmm. appreciate her character for that and kind of just like some relief for those tougher scenes. So I appreciate it for her for that. I thought she was fun and quirky. I was like, all she right, she was. Same.
1: I liked it. She, yeah, she wasn't neurodivergent. Like of I liked Porter. her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I liked her because of that her personality, but it was kind of just like, like there was nothing making her like going up until like the end of like the first season and then it was kind of just like staying here kind of going down when she got with fucking what's her face I was yeah. Like, yeah yeah really
1: yeah they 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 blew her story arc a lot of people on twitter complained about it uh because mm. they could have gassed her up a lot um right. and she rescinded i i actually don't know if i have a character i dislike the most i mean i could go mm. nate because and how mad he, and how angry he made me, but the the turnaround, awesome. I'm, I'm not sh- I'm not sure. Yeah,
3: they're
2: maybe all it, great in their own respect.
1: Yeah, Are maybe they've maybe each it, got something yeah. where
2: you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe it'd be Danny Rojas for me because he never got any evolution either. He just stayed happy no, and that didn't. was it.
0: Was, and then he got angry for like an episode,
1: and then yeah. back to normal. They didn't yeah, do much with I, him at all. Well, I mean, kind of
0: when he was like he hated um, after he killed the dog and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I about there's that. that. So there was, you know, there was a time where he was like yep. depressed, and then he got like yep. two women on his arm. <laughs> I know,
2: living alive.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
2: wasn't Damn, Danny that wild either? He kind of just stayed the same too.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, Again, I it's it hard. Just, it was
2: just the relief that was needed when the tough stuff happened. So appreciated. <laughs>
1: I hated them all at times, and I love them all at times. It's hard to answer it, brother.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: Other than Rupert, it's hard to answer it. I fucking I even love the dudes at the pub, the three knuckleheads at the pub, and the and the bartender, the owner. I
0: love Mary May. Actually, actually, there's one character I hate more than any of them. It's Ted's wife. She was the worst.
3: Oh,
0: person, Doctor Jacob, and Doctor. I I didn't like him.
2: Dr. Jacob,
0: goodbye. They were both terrible because she got with her therapist. Not just her therapist, her fucking couple's therapist, which that is. They were doing couples
2: counseling together with Dr. Jacob.
0: Like, that's fucking low.
2: That was rough. I didn't even see that.
0: It's like yeah. out of all the people, you chose him. Like I understand, like bonding shit, but that's a whole different type of
1: bonding.
2: That's
0: not bro. That's not, that's not what that's you're supposed to That's so toxic. To be
1: doing. And I didn't well, even also, know he was a the therapist.
2: that's a huge ethical no-no. Like, and of course, like
1: of course, it's a dude getting with the woman too. They always shit on dudes yeah. as therapists, man. Yeah. They make us it's all look bad. like perverts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 not great. And then of course you know I mean it's. I just think that she was probably like one of the worst characters and shit like and she was like trying to make it work but not really Mm -hmm. and and so i i would probably say she's probably like probably my most hated character for the show okay um because she's like
2: it's just so
0: nice how dare you
2: as a therapist you know you cannot do that with clients it doesn't matter if they were a previous client if they're a current client you don't do that yeah. Right. And when he was like, Oh, can't wait to watch a game and for it to end zero zero. And Ted son was like, This
1: yeah, yeah, no, it was intense. Yeah. I th- yeah. I didn't like it either. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All okay. right. Tired.
1: Take us out.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you everybody for watching. Uh like we said before in the beginning, go to the link tree. Go to the link tree. Check we out. got a bunch of great stuff um go check out um, the free apps and worksheets yep. um uh all in the Google drive that Nas created. And if you can go tip, um, also we have a new sponsor or collaboration, uh, Mm -hmm. with Bub's naturals. Um, they have so many different, uh, great natural ingredient, um, things like collagen powder, um, MCT powder, uh, apple vinegar, um,
2: Apple, apple cider
0: vinegar yeah. apple cider vinegar gummies yeah. there it is mouth sounds mouth Um great things for your health they also have like merch and things like that um yep. use our code DSP20 to get 20% off Vin- um Yes, and then that would help us out a lot. Um, and so yeah, go check them out. They have great stuff. Um, we're going to be doing some posts about them probably in the mm-hmm. near future. Um, yeah. but yeah, so great things coming. Uh, thank you, Dom, for coming on to the show.
2: And, and Bubs is spelled B U B S,
0: yes, B U B S. So it's bubsnaturals.com. B U B S. I don't know.
2: Okay, thanks for With having that,
0: me. With that, thank you so much. I'm Spencer, that's not the Different Spectrums Podcast. Go buy our merch, blah, 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 blah. Thank
1: you go. Much love, everyone. Bye. Peace.
2: Bye. Ooh, represent. <laughs>